0: This is Khan Zenshu, the podcast, episode 418 for the week of January 1st, 2017. Hello, welcome to another year here at Konzenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site Konzenshu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Welcome to 2017. It is a new year, a new January. That means it's another anniversary. If you track things. All the way back from myself, by the way, I'm Mike Vegito EX. Going all the way back to January 1998. That's when I launched Vegito EX's ultimate DBZ links page on my two megs of AOL space. They quickly transitioned to Vegito EX's homepage and then Dazenshu EX. And of course, here we are at KonZenshu. That means another year, 19 years of covering Dragon Ball online. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here with us for yet another year. We're into my 19th year. We're well into our 11th year of the podcast. And a little bit later this year, we'll be marking the fifth anniversary of our Fusion Dance on April 1st, five years of KonZenshu. It's a year full of exciting anniversaries. Love, love, love it. So happy to have you along for the ride. But enough of that. What is on tap? For this year episode of our podcast yeah it's a fun anniversary but it's just another episode or is it because if you haven't already seen by looking at the runtime of this episode it's a long ass episode we have a beast for you here this is our review of the future trunks arc of dragon ball super future trunks arc goku black arc whatever you want to call it the way i like to describe it is i don't enjoy and i don't in some ways, I think it's very responsible to do individual episode reviews of Dragon Ball. It's meant to be consumed on a weekly basis, not necessarily analyzed on a weekly basis. So what we like to do in conjunction with our good buddy Chris Neosi, you may know him as Kerbifer, he does a series of videos on his YouTube channel that he calls Kerblog. It's basically a podcast that he just does on YouTube. Uh, we like to collaborate together and do full arc reviews of Dragon Ball Super. We have done so for the Battle of God's retelling arc. We have done so for the Resurrection F retelling arc. And we have done so with the Universe 6 vs. 7, the Shampa arc. We are back again with our review of the Future Trunks arc. On deck this episode is that review. You will hear myself. You will hear Chris. You will hear Kaiser Neko, Scott from Team Four Star, and appropriately enough, you will hear Mary. It is the four of us tackling this arc of the series well over two hours. We give you our thoughts on the series. We dive into a little bit of your thoughts on the series. It's a hell of an episode. I don't want to delay it any further because what the hell have I been talking about for about four minutes here? So that's what's on deck this episode. I will catch up with you on the flip side to talk about what's going on with Kanz and Ju, uh, over the next couple of weeks and into 2017. And that's it. So enjoy the review. Forget the news. This is what's going on. You've been waiting for it. It's our full arc review the future Trunks arc of Dragon Ball Super. Let's go.
1: Shut, 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 shut up and listen. There was a new arc in DB Super. da da. turn your volume up, cause we're gonna do a brand new curve block. So I suppose we got shining hearts. Here we go. Time traveling was heavily involved. Lots of different villains with problems to be solved. Malevolent god seeking world domination. Yes, yes, you can tell. There's lots to be discussed now. So let's go so let's so let's so let's get on with the show. Ooh, hey, okay, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and stop right there.
0: Wow. Wow! How long awesome. you been working on that one? This is
1: phenomenal. Any further brain cells? At way too many months I've been saving that. Hey, welcome one and all to the very first curve log of the year 2017. It's been a long time coming. Uh, we've been waiting for just the right time to finally record this <laughs> heavily awaited topic. Uh, but today is the day. At last, we're going to be talking about the newest major arc in Dragon Ball Super that just finished up in Japan, uh, what's officially being called the Future Trunks arc, uh, but what I'm, for the purposes of this video, like a scrub, calling the the Goku Black Saga. Uh, For those of you who, for whatever discernible reason, might be new to this, uh, if you might've come from a different source, from one of the three other guests joining me this time, uh, let's begin begin anew as it is a uh, new year. Uh, my name is Chris Neosi. You might possibly also know me better as Kerbifer. I'm an animator, creator, writer, voice actor, general doer of way too many things, and I have been a Dragon Ball fan for well over half my lifetime. And uh, I've been doing these uh, recap Dragon Ball Super curb blogs now for I think oh yeah over a year since the show started, uh, with uh, several of the folks involved. Uh, of which I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves this time. So please, uh, gentlemen and lady.
2: Uh, Curb, I don't know how you do that opening, and then you just expect us to
1: have this conversation. <laughs> expect me to have any respect for you whatsoever. <laughs> okay, go.
2: No, um, hi there, I'm uh, Scott Fredericks or Kaiser Necco. Um I actually work with uh, Team Four Star on Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Uh, we have a bunch of other stuff too, but for the sake of this conversation, we're just going to keep it to DBZA.
0: Oh, my next, ha, I mean, uh, I'm paying uh, attention. <laughs> you, you, is. you, is go. go I go. am Mike. I go by Vegito EX, but I prefer just Mike because my name is Mike. I am one of the four guys that runs the website Kanzenxu, K-A-N-Z-E-N-S-H-U-U dot com. We are that Dragon Ball fan site. Uh, as of the time that this episode is coming out, technically, if you go all the way back to the very beginning, I am in year 19 of running my website. Wow. Oh my God. Crazy.
3: <laughs> yes. I
1: I still and, and I've I've said this on your show before, but I-, I still vividly remember in like middle school going to when it was like hosted on the Rutgers
3: yeah, yep. server.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh God, you're in middle school and I was in college. Stop. Oh, ah. I'm so
1: sorry. I'm so sorry. Dang. Oh, wait, but we have a we have a new uh, edition. We- we've of course had Mike and uh, and Scott on these before, but we have a new, very appropriate. Uh, guest for this one, considering a certain character involved, so please uh, introduce yourself.
3: Hey, my name is Mary, and I run the website uh, templeotrunks.com. I started that site in 1998 and ran it consistently through about the early 2000s, at which point I took a break, and this arc is what pulled me back into digital fandom. I've always been around, casually on the side. I was kind of a a guest uh, podcaster on Mike's uh, show over the years by virtue of being married to him and, and living there and having access to the basement where all the cool equipment lives. But it was uh, a few months ago when I decided, okay, this is big. Super's a thing. Trunks is back. I need to be in this. Kind of took it on the, the lazy side of things and brought back my, my website activity in the form of just social media. And it's been great being back online.
1: And we are happy to have your hilarious Trunks-related jokes in our lives uh, once again, Uh, and it may or may not involving uh, uh, action figures of some kind but
3: (laughs) uh, (laughs) Bubba Jones is watching us I know he's over my shoulder I wish we had a photo of this right now he's over my shoulder and you know what I'm going to give him some of this beer (laughs) Bubba, <laughs> Bubba, trust me here.
1: Well, uh, for, well, first of all, guys, thank you uh, very much for taking the time to do this. Uh, we're, we're recording this currently in the middle of December, still uh, in the middle of Pokecember for me and December for Scott, uh, and just general <laughs> a billion. It's days,
3: always like, Dragon Ball time for with. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: pretty much. Um, but, uh, but of course, we wanted to save this for for January after the holiday craziness was all over. Um, but actually, one real quick, very important thing that I do want to mention uh, before we get into the actual discussion. A massive change. Uh, uh, several massive changes have happened since we did the uh, Universe Six tournament arc uh, discussion, which was quite a while ago now. This because this arc was, uh, I believe, 20 episodes in total. Uh, the the Future Trunks, Goku Black stuff. Uh, but in that time, the series is now very importantly, I should put emphasis on this to anybody who has not joined us in you know the the 21st century for Christ's sake. The show is legally available for streaming, and no, we are not sponsored on Crunchyroll, but Uh, Please, if you have not already been watching the show legally on Crunchyroll, please do the world, the fandom, the show a favor and do that. Uh, The show is also, as of I think the week that we'll be putting this up, going to be airing in English uh, on Adult Swim, on Cartoon Network, uh, on Saturday nights, so... Uh, keep an eye out for that if you also are interested in checking out the long-awaited English dub of the show as well. Yeah, I
0: just want to uh, add on to that, that not just Crunchyroll, but especially the international folks out there. And, uh, Scott, you may have seen I was going back and forth with your buddy Musco on Twitter the other day. He was talking about, oh, we got fans in Brazil and all these other places. There are so many international fans. There are other services, too. Daisuke, in particular, is serving up the show to so many countries. Uh, I believe down in Australia and New Zealand, there's a service called Anime Lab, not to be confused. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, yeah, Unfortunately, That's a, 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 a branding nightmare. Pro- probably too young to know what they're uh, you know, yeah, invoking yeah. there, uh, but it's <laughs> available there as well. So, kind of, no matter where you live, I don't want to like little asterisk there, but you can probably watch it legally.
1: Yes, because we again we live in the year twenty 26- six. Oh no, sorry, live in the twenty 20- year twenty. Oh my god, it's the now. future! Uh-huh. Uh, oh my god, we are tra- we're, we are time. Tra- we are we're always time traveling with these because we're always never recording them on the day that they come out for Christ's sake. But. Uh nonetheless, yes, please do that. I, I again I'm I'm not I swear to God, please I'm not sponsored. I'm saying this genuinely because I want people to support the official release, as Scott uh-huh. reminds me at the beginning of every episode. That said Okay, my God, where do we even begin, Mike? Take the helm. Sure.
0: Well, let's begin at the pre-beginning. The first thing I want to do is read to you a quote from original author Akira Toriyama himself. This came in May 2016, so this was ahead of the arc's debut. And this was a comment in conjunction just with all the big announcements about this arc. So uh, forgive me for playing the role of Toriyama here. I'm not worthy, but (laughs) no, we don't have anyone better, I guess. Next up in Dragon Ball Super, adult Trunks will be putting in his first appearance in a long time. I put together this story based on a suggestion from the editorial office. Like last time, I write an outline of the entire plot, then the scriptwriters break it up into episodes, expanding on things, changing things around, or adding in new bits as need be. Despite being so strong, Trunks barely escapes from the future with his life. The future was supposed to be at peace, so what in the world could have happened? And what about this foe too strong even for Trunks to handle, Goku Black? Well, you can probably imagine what he's like, just based off the name. It's the start of a battle that surpasses time and space and drags in the God of Destruction, Kaioshin, and even the Omni-King. Many mysteries will be revealed. There's some confusing bits with time changing here and there, but just bear with me. It should definitely turn out to be a fun story. Even I haven't checked the final script yet. Let's enjoy this (laughs) together. (laughs) Mm. So I, Um. I think that perfectly sets the stage in a variety of ways coming from Toriyama, Uh, something I want to hone in on there. It was an idea from Toriyama, yes, with a suggestion from the editorial office. So I think that really showcases how Dragon Ball Super is, yes, you have new stuff coming from Toriyama, but Dragon Ball Super is part of the merchandising mega powerhouse that is the Dragon Ball franchise and they were right. looking for something that was going to get fans excited again and that thing clearly was future trunks
1: and and also i'm sure in tandem with what if there was another because we've you know practically had 17 different versions of an evil goku equivalent character uh, you know, I think that certainly those two things in and of itself were much like, I think, with when Battle of Gods was being shaped, the two kind of like, uh, I don't want to say selling points, but the the Super Saiyan God and God of Destruction, I think, were the two main things. Uh, that kind of set the stage for that. Right, right. Uh, similarly with this. Uh, I, I actually think another important thing to hone on to as well that I'm sure we'll get into uh, probably most of all with what you have to say, Scott. Um, there are some confusing bits with the time travel, but please bear with me. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, there sure are. Bear with me. I
3: haven't figured it out yet. Uh, That's part uh, of Toriyama's charm, though, isn't it? I, I think you it just is. just bear yeah. with me. Bear with me. Yeah. <laughs> but his head is not thinking about those details. I,
1: I should also... I mean, th- this really should go without saying, but of course, uh, if you guys haven't gathered we are absolutely going to be going into spoiler territory so you know mm-hmm. bear that in mind as well so so yeah we went into this we of course had the the teaser uh image of trunks and and you know waifu mai as her <laughs> right. new design uh and uh, and you know goku black with the the single uh you know potara earring which we were like whoa what is the deal with this etc and uh, it, you know even from that perspective it was really fun to see you know a lot of people like already trying to think whoa what what does any of this mean what is going to happen etc and uh, i i i got to say i um you know one thing i will definitely give a lot of credit to this arc for is this uh this is uh, dragon ball hasn't had me guessing in a very long time yeah. since i was watching z on on tv at the time like when i was still in middle school going to your site for the first time um and uh, and seeing seeing the show unfold in real time and really not having that good of an idea of what's going to happen next uh that in and of itself you know regardless of how good the whole thing in the end turned out i will say that was really exciting that was i don't want to even say nostalgic because uh, maybe in a way it was, but I think just it was a quality that uh, Dragon Ball hasn't been able to have in a long time, uh, just mainly through circumstance. Yeah, yeah,
0: and, you know, that was actually different from the entire beginning of Dragon Ball Super. We had a battle of gods and Resurrection F retelling, so... Other than little things here and there, we knew how that was going to happen. But then even with the Universe 6-7 tournament, uh, Toyotaro's manga adaptation got ahead. So for a while, we kind of knew what the matchups were going to be. This was the point where that fell behind again. And other than spoilers coming out from TV Guide and Animage and that kind of stuff, we had had no idea what was going to happen week to week.
2: Yeah, this arc was full of mysteries, which is not completely unlike Dragon Ball. But in this one, the entire story kind of Hinged on, who the hell is this guy? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was amazing. I, it was really cool to see a, an arc of Dragon Ball that was all about... You know, the hero is not knowing details and it, the audience being completely at the edge of their seat wondering, who, um, who is Goku Black? How how does Zamasu fit in? Oh, I guess Zamasu is Black. Oh, but he's not. Oh, but he is. Which, you know, <laughs> despite the fact that it got a little convoluted, it was so good to see the story try to get complex, try to have a mystery. Like, it, you know, this arc tries to do a lot of things, Um, whether or not it succeeds at some's in, some and fails at others. Um, but no, yeah, I I love that mystery angle.
3: Yeah, it's almost like that was half the fun—is that anticipation mm. and not really knowing what's up—and it just makes you feel instantly younger. Not you know to Chris's earlier point, it wasn't a matter of nostalgia. It's just that almost feeling of I don't want to say helplessness, but it's like I <laughs> yeah, I don't have yeah. the benefit of fifteen-year-old episode synopses to to go off and read from like back in the day. This is no, we're all in this together. And it, it kind of led itself to you know breeding ground for speculative videos of oh the, the wazoo, which, which oh, you know I wasn't yeah. I wasn't no, big yeah. into that scene just because I I wanted to maintain that level of ignorance like mm-hmm. willfully yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, I didn't want the the um, fan theories to really taint my vision of what's to come next I wanted because it's so rare that this happens it's like no I really want to know nothing yeah. that's tough living in this household
0: yeah
1: i mean for god for god's sake we were were talking about masako before and and mike you and i have joked about this even to him when we had him on the um the i think it was the resurrection f adaptation discussion we're like dude i don't know how the hell you can review one episode of dragon ball super at a time you'd be rocking your brain like seven thousand ways till sunday with every episode of this arc where it's like i don't know what's gonna happen now like my god
0: Um, You know, let's set the stage for kind of some of the larger discussion things we're going to have here. I kind of want to avoid as much as possible focusing on the really specific minutiae, because I think you can get hung up on that kind of stuff. Yeah. I want to approach as much broadly as we can. I say all that. I do want to get out of the way. Maybe we did an entire podcast discussion about this already. We have to just like, let's address it. Move on.
3: The blue hair. What do we want to do about oh, this? Oh, I'm over it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, me too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm just old and jaded or, or what, but for me, it's a story that's what's important. The the color of hair is just cosmetic. And you get used to it after a few episodes, oh, yeah. I guess.
1: For me, honestly, it's one of those things where it, it's much like what I, when I talk to people about Kingdom Hearts, where it's like there's an in-universe and an out-of-universe you know reason for everything that happens in these kind of things. Dragon Ball is rife with you know, things that happen in it forever, even dating back to the old days, that don't have anything to do with Toriyama storytelling. They have everything to do with just, you know, shit that happens outside of the story. Uh, You know, and and honestly, in this case, I think it was as black and white as maybe one of the designers was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if Trunks had blue hair like Bulma? Okay, and then nobody told them, no, he has to have purple hair, and also Kid Trunks is there, and he has purple hair still, and whoops, and then they're just like, okay, whatever, this is just how it is now eh shrug it's it's yeah i i I won't (laughs) lie
2: the thing that upsets me the most about it and which i basically have to get over because i don't have a choice is that yeah it feels like it was a decision made on the on the production side and then never explained in the series and it's just there so you know i as as much as i get uh, uh, like loud about it on twitter um that's mostly for comedy at this point i don't care
0: i feel the same way um i'm really convinced now that it was just like Every other Toriyama design, he just uses arbitrary colors. And for some reason, no one felt like they could
3: step up this <laughs> time. Well, that's the say, weird thing. Um, they really took sir- it literally, didn't they? Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Trunks had that blue air for Battle of Gods, but somebody somebody was like, uh,
0: no, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> All right, so let's move on from that. Uh, I feel like the big question for this entire arc uh, is going to be, going back to that point about it was an idea from the editorial office, let's bring Trunks back. Uh, was it worth going back to Trunks again? I feel like the the real big question, what value is there in torturing Trunks again? Because it's delicious. Okay. He can, because he can
3: take it. Yeah. That's why Trunks is awesome he can take it yeah, yeah and he gets he's stronger for it mm. yeah
2: no he, trunks is one of those characters being trunks is suffering
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the state of being for
2: him being, <laughs> being being future trunks is suffering being kid
1: trunks is like living large oh yeah i got a girlfriend well then again i mean future trunks has a girlfriend now so good for him but um you know actually i i, I want to remember something i i apologize mike for the life of me i cannot remember like what guidebook or interview or whatever this was yeah but let's see remember what i can do if If I am remembering correctly i I feel like there was some interview where Toriyama was talking about uh when he was eventually going into doing the boo arc in in the manga and talking about. You know, I mean, you have a whole section on your site about the, you know, quote unquote, intending, the intended ending. I know. I'm searching as uh, that, you talk, so keep going. Okay. You probably know where I'm going with this then. But I, I, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I believe there was something mentioned a while ago where Toriyama was like, if I had known that I was going to be continuing past where Cell was defeated, I would have maybe found a way to keep future Trunks around and have him, like, be in the main timeline and not just have him go off and, you know, be done with it or whatever. Oh, um, that's not
0: ringing true. I feel like a, a corresponding, kind of statement though was um at, at the end of the manga where everyone's aged up um as we were going back to battle of gods and stuff he was saying that uh he wanted to bring it before then because this is when everyone was at their peak but also he drew everyone so old at that point
1: yeah yeah it's true no well you know either way i I don't, I don't know where it was that i heard that if, that, if that's falsified then then that's on me entirely,
0: i will fact check no. and i'll do a little record scratch and we'll figure it out if it means anything i th- i i remember it i remember reading it
2: Oh, it might have been on the forum, so ne- never mind. Well, no, well, no, well, nonetheless, uh, I, when, I, when
1: I did hear that, at least, I did think about that. I did think about always the prospect of, of uh, you know, even if, if that was complete bullshit, the idea of, okay, what if Future Trunks did stick around for the Boo arc? Um, if, if anything, for the sole reason of, and they did tackle this in Super, which I was very happy about, the prospect of Kid Trunks and Future Trunks, two completely different characters, really, when it comes down mm-hmm. to it. And, and interacting, and their interactions actually in uh you know the show for you know as, as minor as they were were actually really cool to me that was that was something that I, I thought was uh was a really, really fun idea to have in there because especially I mean like they, they would have had to with uh you know the whole back to the future multi jumping between different timelines a billion times um kind of thing but but in general, having future trunks be around for um you know anything past the way that we knew the characters in, in the, the androids and Cell, you know, greater massive arc uh, was always something that was really intriguing to me. And I think that I would say a fair amount of people, and actually, especially with Xenoverse... Uh, yeah, where that's where you know, I want to go, yeah. Uh, yeah, where Future Trunks was becoming a, a greater fixture again. I think that a lot of people we're interested. in if that, if anything, yeah, Dragon Ball Online and, and Xenoverse might have even been kind of like a putting the feelers out to, there to see what the interest level might have been. That,
0: that's the thing. Like, I don't want to get into a canon, but I feel like we already had this expanded universe for Trunks to live in. And then to tell an alternate version of that, I don't want to say it doesn't sit well with me, but I feel like I just have too many conflicting stories kind of going on in my head right now. Well,
3: that's kind of the nature of, I mean, him being a time traveler. Right. I mean, that's why I cut it some slack. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, he can be a time patrol. You can do. You can be, want whatever, to be. Can be whatever you want when you grow up. That's right. Um, I think I said this in one of my previous recordings, either with you or on another podcast, but for me, Trunks was always so vastly underutilized.
0: Yeah. It's like, alive? there's so
3: much you can do with this character, not even just the gimmick of time travel, but just like personality wise. Mm-hmm. There's no one else like him in the show. So I was just um, <laughs> thrilled at the, the realm of possibility and then Uh, You know, him meeting himself in the presence is just like, oh my God, they went
0: there. They went there. I just feel like we went from underutilized to overutilized so quickly. Oh, For me, I I can't
3: even possibly feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) Too much is never enough. I have
2: opinions on that. Okay. Let's hear them. uh, I'm a huge, huge Trunks fan. Um, It has absolutely nothing to do with me playing him in the show either. I actually like tried to not play Trunks in our show. Um, that ended up being a group conversation, and uh, I, I love Trunks because, as a character, yeah, he is rife with possibilities. He's also one of the most complicated characters in Dragon Ball. Just by, you know, his inception, in the uh, the future in which he lives in, the fact that there's two of them, there's just so much going on with that character. There's, I love Trunks. They really, ah, um, oh god, there are a lot of ways I want to phrase this, but they're really crude. <laughs> um they kind of g- really gave him um just non-stop fan service and to the point where he learns the mafaba in like 5 minutes he uh he knows every one of vegeta's attacks which is already like wait how did you learn those in the time chamber okay whatever that's fine it's cool but in the like him getting the win i'm totally 100% okay with that was amazing. That entire scene is amazing.
0: You feel like it was all the steps leading up to that was too fan servicey?
2: He gets a transformation that gets no explanation.
0: Oh well, hold on to that, as I want to address oh, okay. that. I think you and I are going to come to blows when we. we, we, get mind, that. Mind, we
2: <laughs> mind.
1: Well, well, you, and actually, it's funny too because you mentioned about the techniques. Like, yeah, I, by the by, the final episode, I was like, man, you were just a fucking melting pot of like the greatest hits of every, yeah. you know, su- super
2: attack and DVD. And he never uses. He never uses his most iconic one. Oh, All <laughs> my friends are
0: back. The sword, the garlic hoe, the Masenko.
3: The sword again. (laughs) That other thing you do.
1: Uh, 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 Well, I mean... Yeah, you know, I will. Uh, I'll call out to our friend Kieran, Lord Moonstone. I mean, he's gone as far to say, like, "Oh, Trunks is the future." Trunks is the biggest Gary Stu since Broly when it comes to Dragon Ball, <laughs> which I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. I do think that um, that that there was a sense of like, you know, because Super has been the Goku and Vegeta show for a very, very, very long time, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, I, I I understand, you know, why they they've kind of gone that route, and and I think that that's worked pretty okay, by and large. I think that um, with, with making... I'll say this. I think that with making such a big deal out of having Trunks be back for this arc, um, giving him a lot of proper attention, uh, I think is good because it makes it feel like, okay, it was worth it and not just, I'm here, but Goku and Vegeta are going to fix everything because uh, they always do, yeah, and et cetera. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. You got to give him that spotlight because otherwise, what's the point? Mm-hmm.
2: I, I guess, ultimately, ultimately, my point is, I love this character, but yeah... Um, I would, have, I would have preferred just maybe one or two scenes less with him just being inexplicably awesome.
0: I, I get it. I want to talk one more character-focused kind of section area before we go to larger story stuff. I feel like the star of this arc truly was... Goku Black, from a characterization standpoint, from a voice acting standpoint, oh yeah, uh, I think this oh. might might have been one of Nozawa's most iconic, amazing performances in her entire history. If, if I might,
2: but um, my entire team, um, the, the the opinion on Masuku Nozawa and my team goes up and down. You know, Masako and I love her. Lanny, yeah. eh. Taka does not like Spe- specifically as oh yeah yeah poker, that, that's, to, that's to my yeah, bit of uh, credit, specifically but, as Son Goku carry, carry on everyone loved her as Goku Black
0: she was amazing yeah I, I feel like <laughs> I'm sitting back here going I told you so like for 20 years like come on oh. vindication I, I'm, I'm,
1: I, I'm actually really curious I don't know if you've talked to uh, Julian or anybody or uh, or anyone about the the specifics of this a long time ago uh, one of like I think your earliest episodes certainly in, in the <laughs> First couple of years of the podcast, uh, you guys were talking about the different speech styles yep. mm-hmm. of various characters, uh, and you were talking about the difference between how Masako Nozawa performs, uh, basically everybody within the Son family tree, as well as Bardock and uh, and even Tullus as well from uh, mm-hmm. movie three. Uh, out of curiosity, as she has now played uh, multiple like you know, badass adult characters between, like, you know, Super Saiyan 3 Goku, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Ultimate Gohan, Tullus, Bardock, and now Goku Black. Um, You know, do we know, because I certainly don't know, but I'm curious, are there any distinct differences between uh, the the way that she performed this yeah like was, of this character was
3: Goku Black like uh, really really like, really, like uh, in terms of I guess speaking politely over politely or over domineering like a Frieza style no it, it was it was very straight everything that made that
0: character's vocal performance was in delivery it wasn't in language and I think that's the thing that's resonated with so many people because you don't need to know the language to pick up on that kind of stuff very nuanced yeah so chris you were talking kind of very early in our discussion here about the idea of an evil goku and this is something i've gone on record so many times like i don't want that first of all we've had that you mentioned tell us already we've already had the hey guys what if evil so like that wasn't gonna do it for me and i went into this arc i remember saying like i'm not excited for that concept but if anyone's gonna pull it off it's probably going to be Toriyama. And I feel like that's maybe giving him too much credit, but I feel like he kind of pulled it off for me because it wasn't- It wasn't actually- Evil Goku. Right, it wasn't evil yeah. Goku, and it was, oh my god, I'm myself, best friends, isn't this hysterical? <laughs>
3: that, I feel like you could not have seen coming from a mile away. Right, right. And maybe that's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe that's just not yeah.
0: be. So, the, the question is, Goku Black, awesome character, right? Everyone please agree with me so we can move on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I have, to have opinions about Zamas, but... Goku Black? Oh, no, 100%. Like, he's the best part of the art.
0: Well, address that a little bit then, because they are the exact same character, but they're completely different in in some ways. What do you think those are, Scott?
2: Well, w- while you have Zamas, who is very, he's a lot more subdued, actually. It's kind of interesting. Um, the character of Zamas, even in the future, you know, he's definitely all about, like, I'm going to kill all of the humans slash mortals slash whatever we want to translate Ningen as. And, <laughs> I'm, you know, um, and I, I want this beautiful world. But he's also weaker than Goku Black. It's it's
0: yeah. Pretty- I I feel like he wasn't as committed to the cause. If that's a weird way to describe it, wasn't
3: it. until he got his body. He's like, now it's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah. Well, you also
2: have to. And I found that really interesting because I feel like this is actually a character angle you can definitely explore a bit. Which is that Zamas was kind of hang sh- Shanghai. Fuck, like, he comes back to Goas and he's dead, and he's like. What the And Black's just standing up here like, yo, I did your job for you. Let's go kill some niggas. <laughs>
0: right. And he's kind of hesitant to like, are, are, am I doing this? I, I guess I'm doing this because this guy over here is me and says I'm doing this. So I guess we're doing this. Yeah, this
2: this me with even weirder hair is like, let's go. so and Yeah, I know. But then you have Goku Black who, first of all, we see him killing people. We see him destroying yeah, stuff. yeah Like we actually get to see him like do his, uh, you know, godly duty. And,
0: and he's just smiling the whole time he's loving oh yeah
2: it. no he is he is into this he is 100 about this and it's so good to watch and yeah and that the difference i feel like between uh goku black and Zamas is goku black it seems like he's already in this he is 100 like ready to kill people where the other one is like oh i'm, I'm doing this I'm just, you know, I'm going to talk about myself and, you know, be a little bit flowery, but we'll get to this, don't worry. Yeah. Well, mainly uh,
3: because you still had to hide his agenda at that point. Right,
0: that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think he had that kind of hanging over his head, like he's trying to hide what he's trying to do? I I don't know. Because everyone's just traveling all over the place so much. It was kind of difficult. Like Toriyama said, bear with him here. It's kind of hard to keep track of whose motivations are what at which point in time.
2: I, I, You know, that part wasn't the hard part for me. Um, the hard part for me with the time travel was making a sense, making sense of how in the bloody hell a ring protects you from causality.
3: <laughs> don't think yeah, about it. Yeah,
1: I mean, well, that that's the thing too. Is like, I mean, okay, I I also don't like to harp on these kind of things too much because me too. I don't know. I I, I think that specifically the the like making sense of the time travel stuff because you know let, let's address this too for those of you who who don't know. The way that time travel works specifically in the Dragon Ball universe was, I think, very clearly like, oh, whoops, well, we're changing a lot of things in the middle of the story, so I guess it's not when you change something in the past, it automatically affects the future. It's multiverse theory. And it was turned into that in the middle of the Androids arc, like, when it was going on. Um, You know, so that in and of itself is a thing to keep in mind. But the other thing is, too... There is, you know, and Scott, you've actually, uh, you know, gone into a lot more discussions of this, I think on Reddit, uh, you were telling me, is that, you know, if you really, really, really get like balls deep into it, the unfortunate truth is, yeah, a lot of the time travel stuff in this arc doesn't necessarily add up with how certain things affected each other and how, you know, the order of certain events happened, et etc. Um, you know, which, I, so I, I think that that pours into something I'll probably get into a little bit later. But... um, uh, While well, well, we're also bringing other members of Team Four Star into this, too, uh, Takahata 101 has often talked about uh, – I remember when the Universe 6 arc was first announced. He was like, I want <laughs> evil Goku from alternate universe. You, I want oh, a warlord you, you Kakarot have, You have no asshole. idea.
2: You have no I, – I think we may have talked about this on one of these once. Literally, he told me – um, and this is the most infuriating thing. Before Superstar did, he said, one, there's going to be multiple universes. I'm like, eh, may, I mean, they definitely dropped that in the movie, so we'll probably see that. And then two, he's like, um, uh, oh, God, what was it? Yeah, he's he's like, there's going to be an evil Goku. And I'm like, no, that's dumb. And you're dumb. (laughs)
3: <laughs> wow, two for two then. Oh yeah,
2: I know.
1: Uh, so so, hats off to you, Taka. But but also something um, Taka pointed out that I wanted to kind of tie into the Zamasu uh, conversation was he he's pointed out that Zamasu is very much like the most he's the he's the most modern anime style villain I think the Dragon Balls had. Yeah. Um, in terms of his, his much mm. more like philosophical like uh, you know kind of motivation. It's I don't want to say it's flimsy. It, it it was something that was making me think constantly, like, well, what is your real end game? Oh,
0: like, I want I want to get into it, with Scott, here because we
3: just watched. Oh yes, your, we did your, this uh, morning. Yeah, 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 the the super extra episode oh. of your, of your top villains. You know what? I think my 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 reaction to that is, it's a kid's version of a very philosophical yeah. Yeah, villain. That's true. It's like they can't yeah. go too yeah, yeah. too into the weeds with that literary character that you want to see. This mm. has to be consumed by the masses for a broad. Range of ages, and I'm not saying, uh, you know, little kids can't be smart because I think we've been proven time and again. Like, no, they're actually smarter than they let on. Yeah. But I think for Dragon Ball purposes, we gotta like take what we want from that literary trope standpoint and really scale it back.
1: Yeah, you know, actually, what's kind of interesting, uh, I don't know if you guys have uh, know too much about uh, the characters from Pokemon X and Y, um, but actually, Lysander, who is the main villain of that uh, Generation Six of Pokemon. Um, I've been following that series, kind of actually in tandem with this, uh, with, with with the the this whole arc and super. Uh, and Lysander's whole kind of thing was, I care so much about the beauty and purity of this world that I would be willing to destroy it and and start over anew mm-hmm. just to preserve that beauty. And actually, hearing that kind of, uh, I guess, educated me on like, oh, okay, I think I get Zamasu a little bit more now. It's not the to me, it's not like the most amazing. Uh, you know, idea for a, a villain motivation, but it did at least like get me to understand a little bit more what his deal is. And I'm like, okay, so I think I kind of, and, and I, and I did, I did really like him as a character. I did really enjoy him and Goku Black kind of in tandem. I think that they were a very interesting, unique, uh, you know, utilization for a bad guy this time. And, you know, they made for a, just, purely a lot of really, really interesting entertainment. Uh, They lent themselves to a lot of really cool fight scenes, a lot of really cool, like, you know, tense, like, chases and, you know, and, and discussions and, like... You know, oh God, like who's gonna make the first move and who's gonna shoot first, kind of thing. Um, so, you know, even for that alone, I, I they're welcome in this in this whole universe to me now. I would say.
0: I think, yeah, you guys summed it up perfectly. Uh, that was gonna be my total rebuttal against Scott. Was that it's a kids' show, uh, so Mary... Oh, sorry,
3: I stole no, your thunder. You nailed it. That was Well, perfect. hey, we must be married or something <laughs> if we uh, thought the same way. Yeah,
0: I, I think the thing we have to remember is that we're all adults and we're the ones that are online talking about it, but the audience for this show, even though it is an international property, is primarily young Japanese boys. What they're trying to do is indoctrinate that audience into Dragon Ball fandom. And they've initially come in now through Dragon Ball Heroes, and now they're being pushed Hmm. over to Super and back around again. So yeah, that is the audience they're going after. And while- As Like, we're adults and we continue to grow with the series. And yeah, I I think it would be cool to have that really deep, complex villain with incredibly nuanced motivations. You think this is as deep as it gets? Yeah, I don't think we're going to get much more than this. Because at the end of the day, first of all, Toriyama can't write that. (laughs) (laughs) And and second, that that's going to alienate the audience that they're trying to get now to sell nostalgia to in 10 well, years.
2: Ultimately. Um, and by the way, for those, uh, for those of you who haven't seen um, the uh, super special that we did for DB Sember, um, ultimately my opinion was to just truncate it. Well, yes, I, I personally kind of felt like they went very uh, with a very complex character angle, at least one that usually needs a lot of subtlety and complexity to actually uh, explore and properly, um, uh, uh, well, you know, execute, but I agree, it is a kid show, but to that extent. Um, while I definitely would not have minded them keeping that motivation, I just didn't feel like they had enough fun with Zamas.
3: You know what? I don't disagree with that. Bla- yeah. With Black?
0: I wanted more. Yeah, yeah, I agree with everyone. Don't get yeah, me wrong. With, with, like, I disagree and agree with all of us at the same time. Somehow. Because,
2: he, yeah, that's, that's, that's my thing. For me, it's either you go all the way, like, make him this complex, like, damaged, uh, like, psychotic villain, or you got to have more fun with him. Because the entire concept of, like, these filthy mortals! I have to destroy them all. They only play with it like once or twice. when yeah. he gets cut off when he's doing like, or people are ignoring him when he's doing one of his little speeches.
0: I, I think that wasn't that one scene was enough to sell it for me. It was like, I just like hearing myself talk. I know a lot of people had problems with that as just being like a, a too self aware thing. I thought it was brilliant, and I think I think that was enough for me. That scene,
2: and that wasn't necessarily enough for me, just because uh, Zemos is around for a while and he yeah, he, he becomes kind of insufferable when he's not giving when he's given this complex motive and then not enough time to either like have it be lampshaded or played with or actually played completely straight so it just kind of comes off this halfway point of he kind of just feels underdeveloped and petulant and you have Goku Black over here who's a million times cooler and then they fuse and it becomes uh, a final fantasy villain
3: so infuriating uh, what if question then Would this arc have benefited from being one or two episodes longer to explore him, or made better use of the time that it had? I I
0: think so. And Scott, I got so angry listening to one of your most recent Team Four Star podcast episodes Uh, because you stole the thing that I was going to come in on on a horse and be like, "I have the best point to make." Oh Oh, no! What's that? Scott stole it, and that was the. We went back to the future one too many times. Oh. I totally, totally agree with yeah, you. Yeah, now on that, that you put
3: that into words, oh, yeah, yes, that actually pinpoints probably my greatest beef with this arc is like, why did you go there like a gazillion times? Yeah, it 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 really felt like I don't
0: quite know. I think it was the second time. I don't quite know what we accomplished doing that. More we, fight scenes. More fight scenes, but then we still spent. All that time again, like, well, I guess we'll sit over here and drink tea and I guess we'll sit over here and prepare like it didn't do anything for moving the story ahead. And I I think that nails it there. I think if we just cut out that part and just kind of took the surrounding parts and made them work together a little bit better. Uh, if we cut this down from the 2021 20, episodes to whatever that would have been there, I think that was the right length. Wait, of the so arc. you're saying
3: make it shorter? I oh, think yes. make
0: it shorter. I didn't necessarily want more with the characters because if we're not, oh, I did. I, I feel like if we're not gonna do more with the characters for all the reasons we said, primarily about it being a kids show, let's cut down some of that needless, not moving the story forward stuff, and let's just make it really concise i think
3: the length was fine i just would have wanted better utilization of that time
1: no I, I i agree and you know what it really is such a shame too because the prospect of them going back and forth between the timelines i thought was a really really interesting uh you know d- device for the story um i remember actually uh, another shout out uh, my friend mike lucas uh, he's been following the um, the Toyotaro uh, manga version of Dragon Ball Super, uh, and he just started finally watching Super because of, now because of it being on Crunchyroll. So he just watched through uh, the, uh, the the this this arc that we're talking about now, and he was also following the manga. And he was saying, you know, there's a part of me that actually kind of likes the manga version better because it seems like they're really like uh, abridging. Haha. Uh, a lot of things together Mm -hmm. and I I actually haven't fully caught up on it as of late uh, which also a little shout out as well I think uh, Viz has been Uh, legally releasing uh, a lot of chapters of it uh, uh, now over here. Yeah, 14 Um, is out
0: as we're recording. By the time this comes out, probably 15, maybe even 16 will be out. Well, let's stop real briefly to talk about the manga. I don't want to get too much into manga versus TV comparison, But it's better.
1: Uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs) right, Well, well, you heard it here first, people. (laughs) Uh, Especially
0: because as we're recording, chapter 19 is just coming out and it's not done yet, but I feel like one of the biggest differences, it was such a, a strange difference, too, was in the TV series, Trunks is like, oh, yeah, I received instruction from Kaioshin on how to defeat Babidi Dabra Boo." versus the manga where we see that entire story yes. play out. And that's the kind of thing where I'm like, man, neither of these mediums stand alone. As the all-encompassing telling of this story, but isn't that kind of cool though? I think they complement yeah, each other. That's their point. It's, I that's mean, something.
3: also I'm putting on marketing hat. Exactly. here. it's
0: marketing too. Go and yep, yep. buy both kids. You need to have you need to have red and blue, and maybe even green to get the full story
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> green is the Go- is the future trunks movie that they released in 2017. <laughs> yes. Oh
0: my
2: god. You know, I mean, well,
1: considering that little thing that they for those of you who don't know, there was a version of the uh, Resurrection F movie that aired on uh,
0: Japanese television pointless extra i'm reading the book and i guess uh, i'll go fight now uh,
1: yeah well it was it was interesting because it basically adds a little scene in the beginning of the the blue-haired super version of of uh of trunks in a you know what looks like a destroyed house reading a book about the legend of goku and how he defeated frieza and etc and it's a bunch of reanimated scenes from their greatest fights Which- and everything and then he goes off somewhere and i'm like are you saying you're gonna do a a movie based on this arc at some point or something like what is, what is going on with this? I don't Uh, know. By the way, those,
2: Uh, Oh my God, those scenes are so beautifully animated. My God.
0: Yes. Oh
2: yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know what? I I don't think they're ever actually going to do the movie. I mean, they, I, they might. I mean, God, who knows what toy Animation's thinking. Um, it's very possible that yeah. we'll get a Goku Black movie. I'll watch it. I'll probably love it, uh, especially if they rewrite the ending. Um, but we'll get into that. In a, I'm sure we'll get to that.
0: I want to talk about, I feel like you guys start, we're like dropping these hints along the way, and I want to come back to all these little hints that we do drop. Uh, some of you sound like you are a little put off by the lack of explanation for certain things, uh, most notably Trunks' new transformation that we get, which doesn't have a name, doesn't have an explanation. I've gone on record so much lately. I did an entire solo podcast episode, like a really heartfelt thing. Like, I, I just, I really feel like the strength debate culture is completely cancerous to Dragon Ball fandom right now and this is the kind of thing that fed into that so much where you have people like I need an explanation I need a name and I need production history to justify this thing's existence and I'm like nope I'm good
1: here here's my thing with that I, I I completely agree with you um, you know, what, when I see, okay, what I first saw and heard about, uh, Super Saiyan Rose slash Rose, whatever the fuck, I don't care, the pink one, when I first saw that, and it was uh, revealed, I think it's some concept art or something before it even... Yeah, it
0: was some artwork cards, yeah, that kind of got out on Amazon Japan before it was supposed to be revealed.
1: My opinion when I saw it then was the same as when it was used in the show, and it's the same thing as Super Saiyan whatever the fuck that was that Trunks had with the, with the Super Saiyan sword, whatever. It's the same thing that I think about when I saw you know when I first heard about the god form and when I saw the the blue form. It's what it really is and again this goes back to my thing about there's an answer in and out of universe. What it really is is excuse for new merchandise and DLC in video games, new forms and things like that etc. It's it's not really like Sure, the God forms I think had a perfectly fair explanation for what they were. And I'm like, okay, mm. I accept that. Especially the, the the red god form, I think, uh worked perfectly fine for what it was. And you know what? To some extent, I do understand why people are like, well, what is this? Like, sure, not not so much like the strength of it, but it's like, well, where did this come from why like can we get can we at least get something as yeah can I
2: can I touch in on a little bit because I'm one of those people I'm one of those people who's ultimately like I'm a little uncomfortable with the way that this was introduced um with right. with Super Saiyan Rose um and it's making a lot more sense now that the manga and like production notes are coming out implying that there was always supposed to be at least a regular Super Saiyan Goku Black the way in which Super Saiyan Rose was introduced was a little weird not that it was a bad transformation and it makes sense that it's just, oh, it's his version of Super Saiyan Blue because he's a god and Zamas, whatever. I I was able to accept that well enough. But when it came to Trunks' transformation, especially after reading the manga, which basically tells you what it is, or at least gives you a hint much earlier on, um, in the show itself, it has never explained what in the world he's doing or how he's achieving this power. Um... And it kind of, and and it's not necessarily that I need an explanation um, because I can't make sense of it on my own or I can't just let it be. But there are so many times within the series where something happens, where a transformation happens, and then at least someone like it. It's mon- It's a monument. It's like someone's like, "Wow, that is a that's a new transformation. What is that? There's a mystery uh, that you
0: feel like no one commented in universe enough on trunks to justify I, it i
2: feel like i feel like it just kind of happens and everyone's like well Lord, just accepting that uh freaking trunks over here with not even super saiyan 3 is apparently fighting goku black and holding his own i uh, see, and, uh, i'm, I'm I know, I know, I know, around I know, to that i know the the strength debates you don't appreciate that but i need consistency for the stakes to matter.
3: Can I throw in a just devil's advocate? Yeah. Um, sure. Do they think that we as an audience are supposed to know what it is based on what we know about the universe? Maybe. I mean, like, do they, we see things like the lightning. So are, the lightning they, in the blue, or are right? they hoping that we put two and two together mm. and then they say, okay, well, we don't need to say what it is because the audience has seen bits and pieces of these before. You should be able to figure out what I think, it is, yeah, even I you can't that, put a name to it. That comes back around to, like you are saying, well, kids are smart,
0: aren't they? You can deal with it. Do we need to hand an explanation to you on a silver platter? I feel like you don't really need to. Scott, I want to go back to what you are saying about the folks acknowledging it in-universe, because where I was going to go back to, I've told this story a few different places, and I know the Consensio audience knows this well. Um, something we love to bring up as an example is when Gohan transforms after 16s head is crushed. Yeah. That was not named for a long time. That did not have a name until Goku goes up against Boo and says I guess you call this Super Saiyan 2. Oh yeah. So so she, And then he goes up to Super Saiyan 3 and names it 3 there. That entire time, that form existed without a name. Except for one little footnote in the back of a thing that named it Super Saiyan Grade 4 to go along with yeah, other stuff. Yeah. But I- ignoring that. So I feel like this could have been another example like that of look characters are allowed to do things gain new power gain new transformations and and do you need to name it for it to be valid no, I- but but I I do I really like your point Scott I <sighs> If anyone could have just been like, oh, shit, see that over there? But they didn't really do that,
3: did they? Uh, no, I kind of wanted them to be more impressed. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And, and it's not, I didn't need a name. I didn't need this to be like, you know, Super Saiyan semi-god. I didn't need any of that. All I needed was somebody to be like, okay, that's something we've never seen. That's a big deal. I mean, can we all acknowledge the fact that that was a big deal? Because
3: well, especially because Trunks never—I shouldn't say never—he he rarely has such raw badass moments like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I as a fan would have personally loved to see someone like Vegeta just break down, either in jealousy or pride or just some kind of acknowledgement. Well, I'd, just I'd, be, I'd be like, like "Holy he, crap, boy!" He silently
0: was the entire arc. times. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's I, true. <laughs> by the way,
3: I love
2: Vegeta and Trunks' relationship in this yes. arc. It, it is good stuff. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, and here, the, my counter argument to Super Saiyan 2, or, uh, grade 4, or whatever.
0: Or 5, sorry, five, whatever yeah, oh my
2: god, the grades. My counter argument to that is, the entire arc was talking about
0: I, that. I know, and that's where I was gonna go back to, like, I, I say this, but at the same time, I acknowledge... Just like the first Super Saiyan transformation, the entire time they had been leading up to something. And just, again, yeah, in the Cell Arc, the entire time Goku's been telling us, "eh, eh, look, he's, he's going to do something <laughs> yeah. a- any time now. He's got, uh, I'm, I, any, yep, come, he's got a uh, shit."
1: Yeah, that, that's that's the big discernible difference. Is so super the the original first Super Saiyan form, and then what was later known as two, and also I think even the God form. Those three Super Saiyan three wasn't so much presented in the same way, but but the, one, two, and God were presented as major plot points that were yeah. led up to for a long time. Right. B- Blue rosé, rose pink, and then fucking Super Saiyan chartreuse. Let's go with that, (laughs) Uh, because that's about what that... If you get that, congratulations. Um, You know, those aren't presented as plot points. They just kind of happen, which is the reason why my whole kind of, like, you know, I I guess justification is just, like, they're just transformations. Like, a lot of characters in Dragon Ball just get transformations, Super Saiyan or otherwise, and they're here for merch and video games and cool fight scenes and it's like okay whatever i guess it's one of those things i'm just also not going to think about too hard along with trunks's blue hair
2: (laughs) you know if i might just to kind of sum the entire thing up i love that transformation for trunks i love how it happens um Mm -hmm. it is a fantastically badass moment um so i don't necessarily have the a problem with that i just have a problem with the way that the story handles some of these things from time to time because i feel like they make them an afterthought and when it comes down to strength debates no, I, I, I hate power levels. I hate their inception. I hate the fact that they were ever made a thing. But this isn't necessarily about power levels for me. It's not about like, well, whose number is higher so I know who's stronger. That's not it. I just want to know how these things affect these characters
0: ah uh, see i still disagree with it and i don't scott you and i are friends so like i want everyone to to know that i feel comfortable talking directly with scott this way because i feel like one of the earliest curve blogs. i was like man mike's really mean to scott like, No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're all cool here but and, and not just necessarily from you and i'm not saying you're doing this let me no, preface no. all that but i don't appreciate every criticism of strength being tracked back to battle powers. I'm not going back to the numbers every time.
3: But I think that's what Scott said.
0: I feel like we're all kind of talking in different circles around it. For me, I'm still not concerned with the consistency of these powers and being able to stack someone up against someone because I feel like especially in Trunks' case I got so much of an emotional satisfaction uh,
3: you just used the E word I was going to say it's the emotional impact that he was moved enough to right. become something yeah. bigger than himself that justifies yeah. it for me yeah, yeah, and yeah. I no longer care at that point
0: of wait a second technically he's only had Super Saiyan 2 and does that match up against like, a- at that point that's no longer an issue for me. Yeah,
2: and I I can see that, uh, and that that's completely fair. Um, I I, I would I would say that the, it kind of there's an incongruity with the way that the story has presented these things though with this. Um, but maybe that's better. Maybe that's worse. Maybe it's trying to be better. Um, and people like me just can't get over that. I mean, I I, I completely accept that maybe my hang up is arbitrary. It it's it's not necessary
0: um let's just shake hands and agree that we have hang-ups at school yeah no
2: and by the oh wait hold on hold on uh, i i want to be more like a proper modern dragon ball z fan god what a fag cock <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god um I, I actually wanted to toss in something this is actually something i i kind of wanted to say for towards the end of the discussion but fuck it because it's relevant yeah we now.
0: jump all over it's all good
1: uh, yeah yeah um so uh, you, you, the emotional impacts, that is something I think that's very, very, very important to talk about and th- that is of a great value to me. And that I think that oftentimes does get lost uh, in those other kind of like more like balls deep lore and power level and, and logical kind of discussions. And uh, like, I don't know, I, for me, okay, so super, super it has kind of a tricky problem to address from the get-go. It's very difficult to have stakes in a series like this. Uh, It's very difficult
0: to... Are are you saying because we uh, know this is in between and, I mean, regardless of what they may do if they overwrite the ending of Z, and we don't know how they're going to do that, but as far as we know, like, everyone's alive and has families, like, everything's not really in danger? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well,
1: actually, no, it's not so much the eventual having to connect to the end of Z and, and whether it will or will not, you know, lead into GT or whatever. It's actually not that. It's just the, the inherent problem that always happens with its, like, that, that has always been the case with Dragon Ball where, okay, well, where do we go from here? What's stronger? Th- I think Scott Melzer made a joke about, like, oh, he's the strongest in the galaxy. Well, what about this guy? Well, uh, he was out of the galaxy when we said that, you know, kind of thing. Uh, like, you always have to come up with a, with a greater and greater and more, you know, bigger threat. And I think that actually with Super, what's been setting it as very unique in this case is the fact that it hasn't always necessarily been about that every time. A lot of it, I think, and actually, why I think a lot of people have been enjoying uh, a lot of the filler, you know, goofball episodes. Like I, actually, as of recent, you've done a, a like a review of just the Doctor Slump crossover episode, which was great. Uh, and if anybody, any of you guys are not avid listeners of the Consent U podcast, go check that out. I'll, I'll have a link to that somewhere. Uh, but um, I think a lot of people enjoy that stuff for the same reason that I think part of the reason why the these last two major arcs have worked so much is not so much the stakes and not so much like the bigger picture. I think that a lot of it has to do with these kind of these moments, um, you know, stuff like. Uh, you know, you were talking about uh, Trunks and Vegeta's dynamic throughout this entire thing. With and I mean, which Scott, you made a whole fucking video out of, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, kid, kid Trunks and Future Trunks, which I was—I had always wondered what that would be like. And I was—I was
3: super. I'm so happy. glad they went there. Oh man, there. Kid Trunks! Kid oh, Trunks oh, yeah. going uh, that was worth it alone. Kid Trunks going up to uh,
2: yeah. Future Trunks and being like, "Dude, ball the fuck up." I was like, oh,
0: this is <laughs> so good. <laughs> More <laughs> than that, the 18 inch Trunks Oh, oh yes.
3: Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. We needed. Yeah, when they yeah, did yeah. that, I was like, you know, I, I never give the show enough credit when it comes to things like that. I'm, I always think, man, it would be cool if they address that. But no, they don't pay that much attention to detail. They're not going to go there, they're not going to remember that this is a thing. And they went there, I was like, oh my god, it's so good to be alive. And she was so dickish about it too, which I think (laughs) is so in character for her.
2: It was great. I was just going to say, I kind of wanted more, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, that scene was so good. Like... I, yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah, no, like little little things like that that were
1: that were sprinkled throughout, and then also I guess in terms of like the the more um, I guess the stuff that people probably put more emphasis on because you know now also with our internet culture you see gifs of it flying everywhere. There were a lot of incredible fight scenes. in yeah. this, this arc. uh like, so good. Like like I I think help me there there were I felt like there were at least like four or five. Really good, like very, very well animated, well directed fight scenes between finally like, there were. This. Oh, finally yeah. got their act together. Yeah.
0: So it kind of started with the first episode of the arc. Uh, we got mm-hmm. some great animation with Trunks and Goku Black. Uh, one of the, I feel like the standout, it was good for a while, but it was episode 57, the cut by Naoto Shishida. That was when everyone stood up and said, holy shit, I had to stop. Like, we don't do individual episode reviews on our podcast. I had to stop and be like, we got to talk about this scene for 20 minutes. <laughs> because the The amount of animation condensed down into that amazing cut. That was when we had... Of like the two on two things going on and we had the slices and the turns
3: and the following the same that cut. that warranted a rewatch for it me did. and I, I admittedly this is so bad i haven't gone back and really watched all that much but that one i was like i'm going to watch that one again yeah
1: oh yeah i mean like the the uh, despite uh, you know vegeto being kind of like a oh okay sure kind of thing uh his fight like i forgave kind of the silliness of that just because the uh, same thing animation on that one was spectacular the animation of uh, you know, Chartreuse Trunks versus fucking Hulk out slime Zamasu Goku fusion, whatever the fuck that was, uh, was also amazing. And you know what? What makes me really happy about that? I, I kind of, actually, I made the point about Pokemon X and Y. A lot of people have been also giving major accolades to the uh, the fight animation, a lot of the choreography and everything in certain battles that have hap- been happening in the, the last couple seasons of Pokemon. And I think similarly. There's so many shows that have been happening in Japan as of late. There's been like this kind of small revolution happening in the last couple of years where you have these these teams of people who are aspiring to just create amazing visual spectacles and animation again over there. And there have been so many gorgeous looking shows that come out like, you know, s- several every year that are so incredibly stand out. And I think that when you have franchises that are as big as, you know, both Pokemon and Dragon Ball. Uh, i'm I'm getting off of my Pokemon high, please. please. <laughs> cool. um, and, and you have these big companies that're like, you know what? these are and actually, arguably, Pokemon and dragon Ball are are arguably the biggest anime franchises in on planet fucking Earth. So for somebody to be like, you know what, let's step it up. Let's really, you know, even if it's for just this one part or for these couple parts and you know, saving it for the right time or whatever, because obviously we still got to do, you know, an episode every single week. That's just the way it is. Um, you know, I, I think that that really shows like they are valuing, they, they're valuing, uh, just how important these franchises are, how much people care to see this stuff, and how much it pays off in terms of you know what that was really awesome because it it, it often does when you know again you have like oh that was kind of weird or that didn 't make sense or that was kind of like not totally satisfying, but then you have that in the middle and it's just like, oh, but that was so fucking cool, I don't even care, kind of thing, you know?
3: I wonder how much of that was response or blowback to the poor execution of the previous arcs in Super. I mean, was we it kind of like, that. oh, we gotta make up for that because we got flack for that. Alright, so so let's go back to things that we loved
0: because you guys mentioned Vegito. The episode... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
1: <laughs> what, well, did I well, it? how did I not even put that together? My... Please, go ahead.
0: <laughs> so it was episode 66 that this fight, I just rewatched the entire fight scene again last night and just kind of like sitting on the couch like no one after no- how many glasses of wine mike no one noticed me i'm having so much fun just rewinding and watching this over and over and of course i'm referring to our buddy aj who does this amazing animation supervisor catalog on our forum it's just the best thing ever so episode 66 we got to toss out some names here masahiro shimanuki yuichi karasawa naoki tate in here as well we had ken Otsuka animating some stuff at the very end of the episode these names just like throw them all together in this episode they're just like go go do amazing just make it happen and the (laughs) second half of that episode when vegeto starts fighting and we get the amount of animation where he like slams the head down into the ground Uh, it was better than movie quality there were so many frames of animation in that scene like it looked like fake flash tweening but animated well, so you knew it was real. It was the weirdest thing that I loved.
2: Yeah, um, you can tell, though, uh, in, in those scenes, and this is not this is not like, this did not ruin it for me. Hell, it barely even detracted. Though you can tell a lot of places where they're like, okay, we're definitely not doing shadows on the ground here. We're going to have to do some cuts here. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of stuff where right. you can tell where they had to cut the corners because the production schedule on this, they must have been working on that episode for at least a month longer than they had any of the episodes that were going on like the other episodes that were being worked on at that time.
3: I mean, I would love to be a fly on right. the wall during like the production meetings of that just to say see them, how do we prioritize this? What do we care the most about? Yeah, yeah. What are we pulling away from and what are we going to be focusing our efforts on? And
0: yeah, yeah, and uh, Scott, again, I'm tossing over to other folks that have said really smart things. Um Lawrence Moscow, he did a really cool video when this happened. He was like, hey, the, the simulcast was announced right around this time and the animation got really good. It really felt like a smart exact point for them to bust out the amazing animation, the climax of the story, get the simulcast going to get as many eyes on it at that precise moment as they could. And like, you want to give them that much credit. That's the thing. Like, I feel like Happy that coincidence much. That's too smart for them. I feel like <laughs> it just happened to work and they sit back going, man, aren't we good?
2: I personally believe, and, and this is, this is cons- conspiracy theory, Scott over here. Um, I my personal belief is yeah they actually did hold off on a lot of this stuff until they'd gotten into a saga where they were like no this is doing really well this we put a lot of time and production and money into this I think this is where we'll start the simulcast because they had one piece has been going for years now they had so much time to get that simulcast going.
0: Yeah. That, that was such a different situation. I mean, the thing of how many rights holders that went through in its journey to become just a regular simulcast show, Dragon Ball Super was, yeah. man, I also feel very vindicated in that everything that's happened about its international licensing and rollout has been precisely what Heath and I specifically have been saying for about a year and a half now on our yeah, podcast. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I'll say this uh, kind of to summarize all these things. I think that, through whoever and, and however many people, I, I'm I'm very glad that there were a lot of very good decisions that were made all across the board behind the scenes on this. I think that uh, between the simulcast, between also even, I mean, hell, getting it on TV finally now, um, you know, and then like just this arc in general, the effort that went into it, a lot of the the cool things that we got out of it. I think that in general, there's, there's a lot and maybe... I don't know if it's a good or bad thing to say that it's also this is because of looking back on the stuff that happened before this. So by comparison, like, wow, they've done a, a much better job now. But I think in general, I'll say I'm glad that this happened because, I, you know, the end result is we got a lot of really, really good material and a lot of really enjoyable stuff the last several months now. Yeah. Uh, you know, as a result of it, um, to, to which, you know, is, is why we're able to, I mean, because I don't. I don't know how long, how much longer this is going to go for, but but the fact that yeah, the fact that we have this much to say about this compared to the previous uh, arc discussions in mm-hmm. the first place, like mm. that really says something in and of itself, you know.
0: It does. You know, we've been going for almost an or over an hour at this point. Really? I, I'm not. I feel gonna, like, I feel like yeah. we have so much more. But we do. Yeah. I, I'm, I, normally at that point i would say so let's start wrapping it up i'm saying we're just getting going here <laughs> so,
1: oh yeah no please no next go go for it so
0: i i put out the request on twitter to get a bunch of questions and i want to hit those up so i feel like we have so many things to go back to and talk about but let's go to the end of the arc as we were talking a lot of outer universe stuff production things for a while let's go back to story things um and then we'll go back to like again those little minutiae things that people want to talk about the end of this arc again spoilers We're destroying this entire thing is pretty much no one wins. And this entire thing gets erased and Trunks. Uh. Everything he fought for is ruined and gone. But, oh, I guess we'll go be happy over here. So let's talk about the the various parts of this ending. Uh, Do we have to? I Yes, Uh. we do. I'm I'm pulling it out of you, whether you want to get into it or not. Uh. I'm really conflicted on it because part of me is loving the nope no one wins and that reminds me a lot of the ending of battle of gods where goku doesn't win that fight and i feel like we're due again for a everyone kind of gets put in their place and is reminded you're not the top shit here so i kind of liked that but at the same time You go back to that emotional satisfaction. I didn't get it, but I also like that I didn't get that emotional satisfaction. I feel like I'm going to need to digest this ending for years before I come around on what I think about it.
3: I think I would have been more content if they left the ending at the first ending and then didn't tack on Mm. stuff to it
0: yeah so just trunk slices and he wins and then everyone's happy and He's he goes back
3: home
0: and mm. bye I, I saw a lot of people saying like oh trunks is gonna win and they'll use the super dragon balls or the omni king to be like sure you can have everything back and everything's cool now that would have been just too rosy for me so that's where i'm like man, maybe it is cool that he lost everything and the point of his character is to just suck it up. I don't know.
1: Well, you know, re- remind me of something because I actually don't entirely remember how this turned out. So so that, that, that timeline is gone completely. Well,
0: and- I mean, it, it's tough to say because he came in, Omni King, Zeno, and something happened and shit's just right. gone. We don't know if it's, the entire plane of existence there or if it's just that world i mean we're kind of really left wondering what happened there
1: well i guess um but well more specifically where did trunks and mai go again like <laughs> once they kind of settled things they
0: went to another timeline where they still
3: exist
0: so there's going
3: to be Duos. That bothered me the most out of everything. I I don't, I'm pretty lax. Yeah. You know, when it comes to things like logic Mm -hmm. in the show and why things should or should not be a certain way. But when I think about how. Trunks operates as a character I cannot rationalize any situation in which he'd be okay with coexisting with himself and that also goes for this arc as a whole with him blatantly interacting with his younger self like that one I kind of had to play in the hat of like okay suspend disbelief for a little bit he's rampantly interacting with himself um that just struck me as odd. I thought that
2: was totally okay. I mean, considering that Trunks has made himself pretty familiar with the uh, theory of time travel, how he's already introduced... Yeah. Like, he's he's interacted with a young version of his mother. Like, I, I can see him be like, oh, that's... True. Because like, <laughs> no matter what, in, like, actual uh, experience or uh, interaction he has with young Trunks, it doesn't affect him in the future, so it's whatever.
3: Yeah, it doesn't affect that anymore, sure. <clears throat> he, he gives no more fucks. Um, but right.
2: here's the one thing... <laughs> And you're not wrong. It is su- it is such a weird thing to do to be like, oh, don't worry. There's another universe that beer has created that you can go to. I'm... Wh- what?
0: Wait, hold yeah, on. why? Like. First- Obviously, you can make as many timelines as you want. We know you can make as many as you want, but I feel like it comes back to, all right, if the point of Trunks is to suffer, the other half of that point is to rebuild. And if you just bring him to another place where everything's hunky-dory, he really serves no purpose. Mm -hmm.
3: He'd be sitting in a corner twiddling his thumbs. I need a hobby, you guys. What do I do? Not to be that guy, but... Oh, they're the time travel. Th-
2: what? Which multiverse theory are you using? It. it, it, it are, are, oh, yeah, there, are, pick one Are and there new one. dimensions created when you use the time machine, or are they created when you change something big from the past? Because it just doesn't make sense. Because if a new time ring is created with a new dimension or a new uh, time uh, stream is created, then why are there's Why is there only one new one?
0: Ah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also kind of going along with it in uh, our buddy Jay Kerm's Sum this up perfectly. He's, he's a, a big Doctor Who fan, and Mary and I got done rewatching, or, or watching for the first time rather, the uh, the reboot of Doctor Who beginning to current right now. We've gone through so much time stuff that right now I'm also just kind of like timey wimey, timey wimey, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just got
3: to make up your own. Yeah, yep. shit,
0: shit happens, and uh, whatever you just roll with it. Like you've you've done so much
3: time manipulation at this point, it just gets absurd. I I just kind of roll. They with just it now. make up the rules as they go, and that's kind of where we landed. Unfortunately. Hmm. Also,
2: also, my personal opinion on the ending of this arc. Um, yeah, when you I don't mind a depressing ending, but I also don't feel like this. That was that was just too much. Like the entire planet being like erased. I, I, those kids. I'm sorry. Like the entire point of that finale was Trunks coming out on top with the help of everyone around him. And then rocks, falls, everyone
0: dies. So maybe it's a bad ending for the Trunks arc, but it's the right beginning for the next arc. I don't know
3: about that because the next arc, ooh, fights again, woo, right? But, tournament, I give like no craps about this now. Yeah,
0: but we also know like pretty much all of existence is in peril in this next arc. And again, we're spoiling things, but this has just been announced yeah. and- by the time this comes out, we'll be like a month yeah, out. Yeah,
1: I, actually, I, I should I should point out. Yeah, at the, at the time that we're recording this, we know only the most basic of details about the Universal Survival Arc or anything, which is actually part of why I wanted to record this still in December. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that we wouldn't we would not
0: be too be talking too yeah, much yeah. about that. Yeah, but um, but again, not to go too far into it, but just to set it up. Like, well, now we have two Omni Kings, two Zeno, and we know what his power is like shit's probably going to get pretty bad at some point. And that's why I say maybe this is a bad ending to Trunks, but maybe that perfectly sets up just how much trouble everyone's going to be going forward.
1: Well, see, okay, I'm conflicted about this too I, I, for different reasons, though. Actually, okay, so if I were, I'm going to be mildly presumptuous here, but bear with me. If I were in any kind of position uh, on, like, you know, coming up with any kind of story stuff for a show like this, I feel like actually ultimately erasing Trunks' timeline is actually something I think that I would have done. Uh, I I don't entirely mind the prospect of that for the same reason you were talking about, where it's like okay, but you know what, everybody loses and shit happens, and the reasons that this happened, etc. You know, are kind of like the pun. Because actually, uh, going to an earlier thing I wanted to mention too, we were talking about uh, Zamasu. I never got to say this, so I wanted to put out the fact that uh, something I found really interesting about Zamasu and Goku uh, and, and Goku Black were the fact that. We've had past villains who are obsessed with Goku in, in various ways that are like fixated on him and, and like overtaking him. Yeah, yeah, and Zamasu took that to a, a level that was incredibly interesting and really cool that I liked. Um, but also, further, Zamasu points out Trunks, this is your fault, uh, because of you know yeah. your meddling and etc. So, not just him, but
0: Bearson and are like. Bitch, you done fucked up.
1: Yeah, it's like this is this is illegal, you know, across the 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 multiverse for a reason and this is exactly why. So I think that in a way, you know, I mean, hell, like we were joking about Xenoverse earlier. Oh, your punishment is you have to be a time patroller and be a derp derp working with the adventures of pudding and dumpling or whatever. But okay, <laughs> plug, plug. Um, but like, you know, and, and that, that's kind of tame compared to like, no, this is your punishment. Uh, we need to ba- bring balance to the universe. We're destroying this alternate timeline. Uh, and if anything, what I would have thought would have been kind of cool is is if, okay, well, you know what? If you're going to go that route, which I, I'm fine with because I think that, that that works and it does make sense,
0: keep him in the main fucking timeline. Oh. But yeah. No, no, I disagree. I, I really feel like if you keep him around too much, again, that goes to the overusage of him. I think he's only good in short
3: No, bursts. I think he would be relegated to other... Toriyama character status. The same thing would happen to him. Yeah, and you don't want that. So, oh, I don't want that personally, yeah. but you know, I put on my reality hat and it's like, no, that's what happens to anyone who's not Goku or Vegeta. Right.
1: Well, here well, here's the thing. You're not wrong about that. I think and I think that that's exactly the reason why they didn't have him stay is because as we can see from, you know, the one image we have of the next arc, there's a team of 10 characters. Trunks is not one of them, neither Future Trunks nor Little Trunks. Uh, so, and, and I do understand that because it probably is for that exact reason of, okay, we just did a 20 episode arc with this character. We don't want to over utilize them. And probably, especially with him also being such a predominant fixture in uh, in Xenoverse. Um, so that, that does make sense to me. But I do think that if they were going to be like, okay, you know what, your timeline is gone so you you and and you know the the torture and the what you take away from that is you have to live for the rest of your life knowing that this was partially your responsibility and the versions of these people that you knew you know including like you know future timeline boma and yajirobe and everybody else uh they will they are gone forever. Oh,
0: I hate that so much. Yajirobe lived and he was going to be that cockroach that would just keep living. And I'm so oh, sad to it? see him go.
2: Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the fact that Yajirobe uh, survived and I was like, are you kidding me? Of that, course that's he a, did. That, that, yeah. that is so hiding. lame and amazing. Yeah. I am so happy. Like the fact that it's like fucking Yajirobe pulls it out at the end. It. I don't know if we see it in the manga, but I know like in the anime, we see a hole get blown through him. And I'm like, you managed to come back uh, from that, you glorious fat bastard.
1: <laughs> uh, You know, I mean, I, I, part of me feels like much like the uh, the casting of Ryusei Nakawa's Frost and uh, the Universe 6 arc. I totally feel like, eh, we just like working with Miami Tonica. Fuck it. Let's just put Yajirobe in there. Yeah, he survived.
0: <laughs> Maybe. But I also feel like she totally forgot how to play that character. It just yeah, I know. Anything well, like he used to, so. uh,
2: by the way, speaking of actors playing other characters, and a lack of a character, Goten just disappears. Oh, yes. 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 And, 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 oh, I, and I was wondering that. for the longest time, why is Goten got... Oh, right.
3: Oh, maybe they said it in a boarding school. Well, right.
2: well Masako Nozawa <laughs> is how old now? And while she can still, she can destroy, like she can still like blow the house down with her performance, but the fact is they were like, okay, you have a little bit of Gohan, you have two Gokus, Goten, you're gone. You can't be here. all Nozawa yeah, cannot <laughs> do all these characters.
0: I feel like a lot of people harped on a comment she made for the Arale episode. She's like, "Lols, man, stop giving me so, Like, Let me chill out for a bit. They're like, oh, you're the reason that we can't have Gohan. No, I really feel like Goten is just not an interesting character. Goten's never been interesting there's, to me personally. There's nothing to him. There's nothing you can do with him. I'm sorry, Lemmy. You just got to deal with this. It's just there, there's no Character there, and there's almost no character to Little Trunks either. I'm sorry, yet yeah, we saw some little bits of development there with him. But these kids are not interesting, and I feel like that's also why they've been so hesitant to move forward in the timeline because then you have to age them up. But they would have been more yeah, interesting if they were older,
3: make them prepubescent, <sighs> horny little bastards well, that would be amazing that,
0: that was them in gt oh well, yeah but well goten at least
1: well like like pre, pre-g pre uh, like like uh kind of on the cusp of before the way that they were in z like yeah i I think actually yeah goten being kind of like gal crazy and like trunks kind of still having that little bit of brat sensibility i definitely think they could well you know because the fact, the fact of the matter is they're only interesting because of gotenks gotenks yeah. is great gotenks True. is fucking hilarious yeah, yeah. and i adore him <laughs>
3: i don't know it re- he's the reason it reminded
0: me of Oh God, Mary! It's it's like a commentary track for the end of Wolverine and the X Men. I think it was. Wow, that's
3: random. I, are, I know. Where are you going with this? You'll see where I'm going
0: with this. And there's a character missing, and I remember I think it was Bobby. And in the commentary, they were like, "Man, we just forgot to draw him in that final scene there." And I feel like this, <laughs> this is them with Goten, where they're like, "Man, we, we just, just forgot, forgot to Goten. draw him for we just twenty episodes." <laughs>
1: And I'm over here being like I'm over here being like where is Iceman? He's my favorite X-Men said no one else ever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what and he's getting a he's getting his own series soon which I'm like what? What? Why? Oh,
2: my
1: god. Yeah,
3: Iceman. Um I, you know what? I think I am going to chalk this up to human error. Maybe they're just like we forgot Go I, <laughs> oh,
2: I, I'm, I'm actually sticking by my comment. I legitimately think, and this is not a criticism of Masuko Nozawa. I legitimately think that they held back on writing another character for her because she was pushing herself on her performance. And that's not that's not even crazy for someone younger
0: than her. Normally, yeah, I'm I'm like twenty percent there. So I guess it's going to be as we move forward do they integrate Goten back in any way? Even if it's, I mean, not on the team, but like on the sidelines, I guess maybe Maybe. that will give us a little more insight Um, there. I
1: mean, I I feel like, well, if okay, if there's some kind of survival thing happening, I mean, like, Goten and Trucks are going to be around. Whether or not they're going to get to do much of any significance or whatever, most likely not, but nonetheless.
0: Oh, hold on, hold on. We're talking about voices. Can we all bow down before the might? Oh, she needs oh your my God. God. Oh, yeah. oh Dude. yeah. So we're talking yeah, about yeah. Masako no Zawa. We're also in the midst of an Escaflone rewatch right now. So <laughs> uh-huh. Alan is just... He's like... sex
3: on a plate. <laughs> so so uh. Miki knocks it out of
0: the fucking park. I mean, say, oh, yeah. say what you want about his dialogue and self-centeredness and Zamasu as a character. But, but you've m-
3: got to somehow, like... Say those lines and and mean it and, and not like die laughing. Or, I mean, he probably like, did
0: in the recording room, but it but, was
3: believable enough. Holy shit, he's so when good. he
0: gets
2: angry, like during his like during his angry moments, during his like oh god or any of his screams, I was like, holy crap, this guy is this, he sells that
0: character so well, and that's what I feel like I was. Uh, cautious about going into super especially as we came off of kai when we had you know some recast here and there because they didn't want to pay for like
2: yeah and and then ginyu is not Daisuke namikawa and they were like basically modernized a lot of them
0: yeah yeah so i i was worried going into super i was oh we're gonna get like the younger generation of the voice actors but then but, they went with
3: a veteran right they brought mickey yeah, in yeah, I was yeah. like, Who, we Fuck, i mean yeah. admittedly i mean i hadn't rewatched Escaflowney in like 15 years. So, I mean, this wasn't a voice that was fresh in my head. Right. And he's done tons of other stuff Hmm. since then. But
0: yeah, to have someone of that caliber. And we've had other folks of that caliber. Again, Champa's voice actor being oh Kindani from yes. Golden Boy. I mean Yeah, like, and
1: he's so
3: good.
0: We've had oh some amazing voice actors come in, but that's all I want to I'm obsessed there.
3: with beers, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I his range oh is Yomiter. like off the charts. Just,
0: every time he talks, I'm just like fanning myself like oh, I'll just keep talking. You
2: know It's
1: you, you know, you know funny? I was actually I was doing a stream uh, r- earlier in, in December and I was I was drawing Mew and I realized that, oh yeah, Koichi Yamadera was Mew in fucking yep. Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back and I was like wow, he's been multiple cat gods of destruction oh, hasn't by, he?
2: By, <laughs> the way, <laughs> by, by the way uh, um, Katsuyuki Kunishi was What's you. I'm saying that only because someone in the comments can be like
0: it was in Daisuke Namikawa you're not a real fan. <laughs> it would be me after oh, I went yep, back yep. and <laughs> you'd be trolling like under a different No,
3: You it's a different username, and then we look up your IP address. It's like, wait, it's the same dude. I,
2: I was actually... I I know a lot of Seiyu. I'd never heard Mickey before. Like, at least... I, not that I could have recognized. Really? I, I, I could not have told you who that was if I listened to him. So... Me neither. I, this was my first experience with Miki.
1: I, 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 I mean, I, I just love the fact that he, Miki's basically made fucking Ningen into a. M- oh god, yes.
0: Overnight. Oh, well, is
1: that the, is that a oh, thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh kinda. yeah. You,
3: see, I, I'm not on the internet. I gotta go car see loser this. The were
2: killing Ningen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's,
1: there's, there's, there's fucking there's compilations that there's compilations of Guasu going Zamasu like every other second. And a compilation
2: oh, of Zamas I, going
0: Ningen, 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 Ningen. <laughs> <laughs> It's glorious I, oh I'll start by Smash Mouth except every word is <laughs> <laughs> oh my God!
1: somebody get on that shit I, I know I know this is this is more on uh, on Scott Scott and I's side of intrigue but I I, I, I think that uh, Zamasu is also the first character like more so than any of the other new ones that have been introduced in Super that I am very very curious and interested in uh, in who's going to be playing him in the dub when they get up to that point and you know maybe even later in the year for all I know that's that a is tough gonna call yeah Yep. tall order to follow. We
3: got to get that casting uh, right.
2: Well, I guess this is where I announce that I am playing Zamas in <laughs> Oh you shitbag in your in it, it,
1: it oh yes um, absolutely. But My uh dreams.
0: All right, let's let's refocus here. I feel like we we're talked ha- oh, about. Oh, I'm sorry, we're we're having too much fun. <laughs> yes, we are. Okay. Yes, yeah, more like I don't like fun. Get out. <laughs> right, what, like, what, what's the next? One? It back it, up, up, on back the knuckles it up. with the yardstick here. So we talked about the beginning. We talked about the middle. We talked about the end. I said let's not talk about the minutia. Well, let's talk about it now. I have a lot okay. of comments here on a post I did on the uh, Konzenchu Twitter account. Lots of little like specific opinions people want on things, and I feel like we okay. could talk for five hours and still not get every single last thing everyone wants to hear but we'll try our best Uh, i'm just going to start at the beginning uh here and kind of like work through uh, a few things um gabby wants to know zamasu as a dragon ball villain overall pacing last two episodes i feel like we talked about pacing the last two episodes we talked about zamasu as a villain but let's put him in context as a Dragon Ball villain, I feel like we talked about it a little bit where he's got this god complex. He's, he's very original. A little more. As, as he's different. He's very different from the Right. What and I think seen. we all wanted that, right? Like we didn't want Shampa just being another god of destruction that was going to be a 100% villain.
2: 100%. I liked the concept for Zamas's char- Zamas character. I just feel like they went too middle. Like I feel like they didn't. They didn't go one direction or the other, and he separate for it.
3: Like put a stake in the ground and decide what are you going to do with this guy. Yeah, I think uh, I, you know.
1: I, at the very minimum, I just like the fact that it was a very unique, uh, you know, like overarching adversary, which is kind of why, like, I, I jokingly re- more refer to this as like the Goku Black arc yeah. or the you know Zamasu arc or sure. whatever because I think that because he really was kind of like the glue that was binding everything together and I liked that he was so much he was so much at the forefront and that he was such a unique uh you know new kind of thing you know not just for super but for Dragon Ball in general yeah um so so like so flaws included I'm glad that they they told a story with him and, and we had him for these these 20 episodes certainly
0: here's kind of an existential question from uh Sharon Veer. Is Dragon Ball Super better off after the Future Trunks arc or worse?
2: I would say better. Even, even yeah, with that I ending, I, w- yeah. I would say that, oh man, is it way better now that it's actually done some daring things, had some amazing fight scenes. Sumitomo's score finally got, it finally resembles something that of quality.
0: Uh, all right. So we had lots of questions about that. Sumitomo's score uh man
1: it's fine <sighs> it's it's whatever you know it's it's nothing to write home about there are, but there are
2: there are some pieces that i absolutely adore
0: okay but what are they can you hum them for me right now Nope. <laughs> uh, see exactly and that's how i feel about this sumitomo score in general other than
3: <laughs> thank
1: you <laughs> i mean my my, fa- my favorite uh Tracks that he's done were well, actually, which is funny because in uh, some of the post filler episodes after um, this arc was over, like with the, the baseball one, which was hysterical, and the, the Dr. Slump one, um, there have been actually a lot more, I think, reuses of uh, music that he did for the uh, Majin Buu Kai. There have episodes. been a couple of
0: those, yeah, yeah. And,
1: and, my, and my, my favorite tracks of his are from that, and I don't think that they've used them at all. Which a long is time, crazy.
0: So. You're a weird person, In your opinions are now disregarded entirely. <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> I feel like the only music I ever remember, and it makes sense because I have more familiarity with it, just by virtue of it being older, is the Battle of God score. I feel like I get that yeah. do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do piece of music from Battle of Gods where everyone's kind of like happy at the party, and I recognize that. But from this arc in particular, people are always like, oh man, I love Goku Black's theme. Like, do you really? Because... I can't place it. I have no idea what it sounds like, and I've watched a lot of this stuff yeah. over and over and over. I have no idea what that sounds like. Yeah,
2: uh, it, it, that is one hundred percent true. Well, I can't say like I love that, like the sound of that. Um, when you go out of it, it like when you're talking about it from just a pure, can you remember the song? Can you hum it? Is it? It's not that catchy. While it works really well in context with the visuals, it's a weak composition altogether. Just. Yeah, it's true. I think I maybe
3: it's just more of a matter of it sucked less than previous. Yeah, I guess it's... Yeah, I mean.
1: it's just, it's just it's inoffensive. It's just there. I Actually, I will give some credit. I did like, uh, not so much the music itself, but just the, the change in the uh, uh, next episode. Dun, yeah.
3: Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. That, See, I remember yeah, that one. That, that was cool. Yeah.
1: And, that, and now we're back to the standard one. Actually, uh, I don't know if there is a question about this, but while we're just on the topic of music, I'll yeah, bring yeah. up... Um, the, uh, the couple new, uh, ending songs that we had, as I'm sure you guys could probably tell from my, uh, d- d- brain tumor inducing, uh, intro, I have the weirdest, like, love hate relationship with Yoka Yoka. <laughs> 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 I, I love every part. It's, it's so fucking catchy except for the Yoka 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 shit makes me like feel like I'm embarrassed to watch the show that's the one part of it that i hate kind of makes you
3: feel like slightly like a pedophile <laughs> like i feel a little Dang. dirty listening to this song right now
1: yeah. but damn it it's, it's like stuck in my a, head when, when did i when did i turn on pbs or some shit am i watching blues clues what's happening um but uh, and then also the uh, what is the, the the spice like
2: uh the new one that we have
0: fried rice music right yeah
2: i love that ending i cannot tell you how much yeah. i love that ending um, for a while there uh what was it forever dreaming oh god what was the- yeah, yeah, yeah yeah forever dreaming for the longest time yeah, was yeah. my was one of my favorite songs in Dragon Ball period um i just i loved that song i can see that yeah um but no uh Han music is i don't know what it is it maybe it's it's so fun it's so nonsensical it those uh those uh, little like oh, what would you call them? Not chance, but they, yeah!
0: Mm, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah, Hi, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hi. The, the, the yeah. little accents of, of Chinese-inspired language and music. I felt like, oh, my God, this feels like an actual Dragon Ball song. This It does. And, and I, I, I agree. I, I fell in love instantly.
0: I feel like uh, a lot of people have said this, but maybe that song could have been better used elsewhere in Dragon Ball Super as opposed to the... Dark, angsty future drunks yeah, arc. you know that is. But I'll take it. It, it, it is. Fine. It
2: is sort of interesting because some of the like both Yoka Yoka dance and uh, chauhan music were kind of like atonal to that to that arc. They were, yeah. But yeah. then again, like I'm,
1: I'm. The, you
0: could see that for Zenkai power about the entire. First portion.
1: Oh yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. Was I forget if it was either Mike, Mike or Scott? One of you guys said this to me. I think like off recording, but uh, how. this one reminded you of like, uh, like a new age Zenkai it definitely power-esque definitely is. Yeah. Kind of song.
2: And yeah which is kind of good and bad, because good where I have a lot of nostalgia for Zenkai power. Bad in that I actually don't like Zenkai power all that much.
3: I agree.
0: I, it's come around so much that yeah. you don't like it anymore. Yeah, all right. Yeah. We have so yeah. many comments. Let's keep yeah, going. Yeah. Uh, I have to say this, Stacey, Sailor Spaz, why every version of Zamasu is amazing, heart, fangirl, trash speaking, please ignore.
3: (laughs) (laughs) When we were talking Uh, about uh, Mickey earlier, I was going to be like, shout out to Sailor Spaz, but (laughs) we went out. (laughs) I'm glad we got that in there. No
2: matter matter what, like no matter whatever criticisms of Zamasu are, Mickey just knocked that out of the park. So, hey, you know. Like you got that right.
0: no matter what. All right. Uh, run Jose, maybe here uh, character development, especially the Vegeta and Trunks family connection, even development of present Trunks. He got oh, bits here and there. Do you feel like we got character development? Yes. In this. Absolutely. Arc? Oh yeah. Yeah. If, okay. If nothing yeah. else, well,
2: if not, if not development in process, at least development, like we see a huge difference between this Vegeta and the previous Vegeta that met Future Trunks. The way that he mm. interacts with him. The way that he interacts in the future. This is, a, the, like, we're seeing the Vegeta because I, it coming up, by the time this goes live, D.B. Sember will, our D.B. Sember will have finished. We talk a lot about Vegeta's character because he plays, he places in the top five. I'm, that's all I'm going to say.
0: We, well, do you feel like maybe my reading is off here? But I feel like Vegeta finally recognizes
3: that Trunks can take care of himself. I feel like in this arc, as opposed to in Z, Trunks—not Trunks. Uh, Vegeta wants Trunks to succeed, mm. whereas in Z, he—he he was like, "I'm, I'm skeptical. Yeah, I don't really know your deal. Like, and I don't, don't want to see you fail, and I don't want you overtaking me." Yeah.
2: It, well, okay. yeah, it, It's it's well, as I, as I was saying. Vegeta doesn't not become a good person until the end of Boo. That is just a mm-hmm. fact. Right. Like, <laughs> and, yeah. and and while he does things that are heroic, he does them for his own selfish reasons throughout the entire show until Boo. So it's really... Like, like, the best part about Super in these movies is we get to actually see a good guy Vegeta. He's still a dickass, mm. but he's yeah. he's being a good guy. And this this whole interaction he's got with Trunks, the fact that he's like... Oh, my God, the scene where he grabs him and was like, are you fucking kidding me with the self-pity help me daddy bullshit? You are my <laughs> son. Stand the fuck up and actually be the man that we all know you can. You don't come to us and fucking Kakarot to solve your problems. You do it yourself. And so and that is so good because I can just see like previously he would have written him off or insulted him. He Like he would have been angry with uh with vegeta but here he's disappointed and he wants to see his son do better and and it's uh, oh god and how happy when he sees my he's like oh damn my uh my son got when him got when he got himself like a pretty young girl who can stand up for herself this is good to see he's
3: mm-hmm. happy with himself he's you, finally proud you know
2: scott
1: you made me think of something i never thought about this before so okay so the regarding the relationship between vegeta and trunks in general in the Android Cell like massive arc from the original series, right? I feel like a lot of the development and their relationship was a lot of like subtext, a lot of like off screen and, and like implied, uh, you know, very subtle. Oh, yeah,
0: kind like of, their whole training me. in the room of spirit and time. Yeah. We didn't really see. I mean, we have filler in the anime, but yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and, and even like their their goodbye is just you know, Vegeta gives the peace sign and he's off, and that's their last interaction. You know, in in that original material mm-hmm. as it was until now and and in a way it was interesting because like like Kit Trunks was almost kind of like the a, a very interesting continuation of the development between them because you know he goes on to have this kind of loving relationship with his son and they have this like cute kind of like, like all right if you can hit me i'll take you to the park kiddo you know kind of thing and it's like oh like i can tell he is in his own vegeta kind of way trying to be a good a good dad and you know and then the little interaction they have before um uh before he sacrifices himself for boo and, um, but, so it, it, it worked for what it was, but also I think it's interesting because in a way they were continuing the, you know, the rest of that very subtle and, and practically unspoken development between, uh, future Trunks and Vegeta in this arc. They were like, okay, we could use this to kind of, you know, f- expand further upon that. And especially, it's really interesting because the whole dynamic of crap, I have to go back to this timeline and, and ask for help again. When, you know, one of the big kind of amazing points at the end of the the Cell arc was that Trunks had, you know, become so much better and independent and powerful, etc., that by the time he was able to come back, he was like, I'm so strong, I can fucking tear house with future 17 and 18 in the future Cell before he gets to do anything, and... I've saved my own world and I'm, and I'm great. And the fact that that not only Vegeta is the one who has to you know, remind him, like, you are capable of this. You are better than this, for Christ's sake. But also what I mentioned before, where after that, when Kid Trunks is the one to tell him that is like, you're me. You're so much bigger and stronger and older and cooler than me. And this girl that I have a crush on is also fawning the fuck all over you all the time. For Christ's sake, like, get your shit together and, and do what you gotta do and then that ultimately is what pushes him to you know when he when push comes to shove he does it and if anything i think that now that we're thinking about it at least for me i think that that might be the biggest point of satisfaction with this entire arc was the development of the continuation of that development with trunks and vegeta and also just within himself yeah. Uh, including mm-hmm. this other version of himself.
2: Yeah, agreed. So. E- e- even me over here who's like, eh, Trunks is a bit of a Gary Stu this arc. Yeah, no, I'm wholeheartedly happy with the development he actually got.
0: All right, I think that sums up that question. <laughs> so next question. Sweet. Uh, Joculator wants to know, do you think we needed two Zamasu, or do you think Goku Black would have been fine? Uh... Man, I really think I really think you needed both of them because if yeah. this was just evil Goku, Ugh, even yuck. if it was evil Goku but still Zamasu who stole his body, I really feel like you needed the dynamic between the two. Like we were talking about earlier, the slight differences between the two characters helped define them better. And I don't think you get that definition. If, if you we wouldn't
3: get to see them hugging each other. You well, needed that
0: hug.
2: <laughs> I, I, okay, I, quick, quick, quick! Point on that. Does everyone agree that that was intentionally awkward? Yes. yes. Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah, I think actually having the again because it was different. It was unique. It was really, really interesting and made for a lot of interesting scenes. Uh, actually, something we didn't mention that I want to give special mention to, and this is because of the whole double uh, Zamasu and, and Goku Black thing. Um, the scene of uh, in you know one of the many alternate timelines that came up where the body switch happened. And by the way, it was the first time. Uh, that when a character's body switched, their voices are also within that, you know, that, that same thing. Like, you know, when Goku becomes Zamasu after the body switch, he has Shinichiro no Miki speaking like as if he were Goku. Right. Interesting. That's great. Um, and, and this terrifying scene of Goku murdering Chi-Chi and Goten and it's like, oh my God, like that, that was like it's terrifying and like impactful and, and creepy. And it really makes you hate them in a way that I think was very, very effective, uh, and I, and I think that it it lent itself to that whole deal of having this boss be a multi threat. We've never had something like that before. We've had like you know multiple bad guys around the same time. You know we've had Bobby and Boo. We've had uh you know Frieza and all of his henchmen, and we've had multiple androids. But we've never had two of the same villain at the same time like there and used in such a cool fucking way. Like that's I think that's only been allocated to like Xenoverse and like video game type shit or whatever when you have doubles. But uh so no I I I think that. They, it was they were made all the more interesting, especially with all the twists and turns and unexpected shit that happened. Uh, I think having the both of them together, and then also leading up to which I didn't even think, oh, they could fuse, of course, and we mm-hmm. get a cool new like like design and a form out of that.
2: Like that was cool too. So. I, I wow, <laughs> I'm surprised that it like that at any point, like the moment Zamas showed up, like it was both Black and Zamas showed up. I was like, oh, they're gonna fuse. I mean I'm like they have the earrings that, that that's gonna happen.
0: I I mean from the key visual yeah. very beginning, it, the focus was on the Potara earring there. I mean it was kinda telegraphed. Yeah,
2: I mean and, and when and, and then when uh Kaioshin and um Golas show up, it's like, oh, and there's uh there's Vegito. <laughs> we everyone was like, <laughs> yeah, Okay, is it gonna yeah. be dance or is it gonna be earrings? Okay, it's gonna be earrings. Which I was yeah. sad about because I'm of like, You already is. got Vegito, yeah. give us Gogeta. That's what I want. i what I need. Yeah, but Vegeta, but Vegeta's more. Yeah, I mean, there's way. that. There's, well, we don't know because all we ever, ever seen of Gogeta was in GT and the movie. I don't think we, uh, I don't think we've ever seen like just regular Gogeta, not you know whatever. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, well, they they wrote they wrote Gogeta like Vegito in GT anyway, like the more kind of fun, cocky personality, yeah, yeah. and Gogeta's just
2: like I'm gonna kill I'm you. Saying, <laughs> we have a way of fusion that they'd never done before properly in the show, like a, an actual series. I just like to see that, but.
0: It was always going to be earrings. We knew that.
1: You know what? I think the reason that I that I didn't see it coming is is because I was so distracted. They they totally got me. I was so distracted by the Patara being talked about with like the the Kaioshin Supreme Kai ranking system. I I was like not thinking about them being utilized for fusion. Oh, so yeah. I I just didn't have that thought. And then I was like, oh, so it was still surprising for me. And I was like, oh, that's, cool. That's fair. Right. But yeah, at such stuff, a sorry. Chekhov's
2: gun. But uh, my point uh, about Zamas and Goku Black is that I'm I'm tol- I totally agree with uh with with Mike that yes um these characters being a like it was really appropriate to have both black and zamas to kind of get a really a full picture of w- their intentions their goals um and not to mention a villainous duo oh man all about that like I I don't no more no more like uh, we talked about the uh androids uh in DB December like yeah it is so nice to see a group because a mm-hmm. dynamic mm-hmm. That, that can play off them.
0: Um, and that gave us such amazing group battles in the show too. Yes. Like that episode 57 I was talking about earlier, that gave us, it, it felt like those movie moments where you have everyone teaming off to fight each other. Uh, we wouldn't get that. They're, they're, we know they're not going to all team up together. That was the whole point we've been told about Goku and Vegeta is that they're not going to fight together. So uh, being forced to split up and fight different opponents, man, I needed that.
2: There is one thing that uh, that I was that, and I don't like doing this much in these conversations, because I feel like it's pointless. But there's the one way I kind of wish they had taken Zamas's character if they were going to have him there with Black was go a little bit further with the angle of he's not as in this. Mm. I think yeah, I yeah. think it would have made for a much more complex character where Goku Black was just selling it all on the cool factor. Zamas not going all the way I think would have been made much better by him being a little bit more like he's never killed anybody. I would have mm. loved the idea of when, it, gotcha. when push came yeah, to yeah. shove, he was unable to do the job. And that's when black was like, well then fuck it. And then just puts the earring on the other I'll ear and it. then forces yeah, the yeah. matter.
0: Oh, you can see but, that. But, but, yeah. but
2: again, I don't like to go too much into the, Oh, I think they should have done it this way.
0: I could have written a yeah, better yeah. version of the story. But right. I, yeah. Why do we put voices on that? Why can't it just be like, I would have written a better version of this story. I don't know.
2: Uh, because and you, because you, put we put a, you put a voice on that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think it's good to emphasize that while we do like, have ideas of how it could have gone better, we're not. We're not the writers sure. for this show, and we'll
1: never right.
0: be, so. No, we just get to comment on it.
2: That's that's what uh,
1: I, I think if, if Dragon Ball Super were dubbed like 15 years ago, that's what Zamasu would have sounded like. Well, I think um, that this uh, the world should be without humans, because if I were running it, it would be better. <laughs> so I'll just get rid of them, and I'll just do it my way. <laughs> there you go. Anyway.
2: Nice. Uh, my name is Zamos, and I'm going to destroy all humans.
0: Oh, oh, mm. 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 band. <laughs> <laughs> we had so uh, many questions. I feel like a lot of them uh, asked questions or asked what we've already talked about. Um, I, I feel like this is maybe a good way to start wrapping things up then because it's about the end of the series or of the arc and looking ahead uh this is from defrost how zeno is shaping up to be a deranged sociopath mass murder machine and whether they have to bring in another deity due to it
2: i don't think we're gonna get anyone above uh zeno Or the Omni-King. That
0: would be stretching. Well, we have in the promotional poster, we have the Great Priest in the center, but that's also exactly the same as how we had Weiss kind of in the center of the Battle of Gods poster. And, well, maybe he is stronger. Man, Uh, I don't know. But this is, again, speculation. I don't want to get too much into it, but Zeno as a character, the Omni-King here, like we got him introduced in the Universe 6-7 tournament arc. We got him a little bit in the middle here looking for a friend. Now he's friends with himself. And he may have destroyed a significant portion of existence somewhere. This is going to be a main factor moving forward. And how do we feel about this character here?
1: One of the reasons that I like Beerus so much is the fact that he, you know, he's always been that wild card, and he's like, you know, I could destroy something in an instant if I feel like it, if I yeah, feel yeah. That it is necessary, or if I want to. Um, Zeno and the fact that, like, he and Shampa fear him so much. I, I think it's it's interesting, and it's a cool idea that they made Zeno this kind of very childlike, you know, and not just because of the Togepi voice actress, but this very, like, Pokemon cutesy kind of iconic-looking godly figure, um, you know, and the fact that he's even more of a wild card in these very kind of arbitrary decisions and things. Um, I think... The fact that he is very he's even more unpredictable than Beerus was. Beerus has now become a little bit more jokey and predictable in some ways.
0: Beerus has become domesticated. Yeah. Ah.
1: Yeah. You, you, you give him some fucking cup ramen and a and a and a you know litter box and he's fine. Call it a day. Uh Zeno, we have no idea because much like babies who are unpredictable and it's also psychotic uh who the fuck knows what'll happen so so i'll say that w- with you know with the little minor tastes that we've had of him so far um you know in both the end of the last arc and his little bit of involvement with this one um i'm i'm interested and excited to see what else that they do with him especially uh, w- with actually both of them i should say in this next arc i'm i'm open and looking forward to how he's going to be you know playing i guess if not the antagonistic role something equivalent to it
2: even if he's not evil much like I, how Beerus was I, I uh, see the Omni King the, the moment he was introduced I'm like yes that is it that is the main like that he is the at the top of all existence and that is amazing I was like I loved Omni King from the very beginning so uh, actually the funny thing is um Kieran and I Lord Moonstone uh differ on that opinion which I think is uh, like really interesting cuz he he and I usually don't differ on these sorts of things so I love Omni King because.
0: Wait, 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 Kieran doesn't like him. Yeah. All right, Kieran, you cannot come on and do the Finals of the Universe to review. <laughs> That's it. I gotta find someone else. Uh, <laughs> I think.
2: I think ultimately his actual biggest problem is how the Omni King was involved in this arc, though perhaps.
0: Okay. Uh, because he was always the final resort. We saw again. Um, I used the word telegraphed earlier. We I, saw this coming. I know,
2: but that that kind of hurt it for me. Like, the fact that they telegraphed it so much was like, all right, when's it going to come into play? And the way that he comes into play, again, don't like that ending, so... uh, hmm. Well,
0: let's talk about this a little bit. Again, the minutiae, but... I was really hoping, and this is again the oh I I would have written it this way. I was really hoping that there would be a single Zeno for all of time in existence. Agreed. And the
3: the fact that there were two here, uh, I agreed. don't know how I feel about how are they that. How they're gonna write themselves out of that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I
2: there they're being there being two of them. That's crazy. I mean, there it has to be if you if there's something called the um what's it uh burden of choice. When you have so many different choices and so much that you can do then it just becomes crippling the idea that you could have two zen like it's absurd the absurdity just kind of like wow you have two omni kings after everything that you've shown us that they can do there's two of them
1: now well because when you when you think when you think about it too because then that implies like oh well then i guess if there's a, a you know that timeline has its own zeno then that means that that timeline has its own like. Alternate versions of all of the other universes and like all of these other characters, including a, a, another Zamasu and a Goasu, which also provides. Which we know there
3: so are like- because of. I just had been. like the most batshit crazy conspiracy theory. Okay. So this can't end well. So one of these universes ends, and the universe that we're stuck with becomes GT. Omg. We've all been saying oh that for a man. while. Well, oh I'll, damn it, see, this yeah, is what
0: I get a for lot, not a being lot the people...
1: know. <laughs> no, 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 well, it's just, it's a general thought that some people are not sure, like, oh, you know, are the uh, some of the other universes that exist, are they alternate universes of Dragon Ball stuff, which I doubt. I think that they're probably all going to be different from the fact that, like, if Universe 6 is the neighboring one and it doesn't have, like, you know, Frost is, like, an equivalent of Frieza, but he isn't literally Frieza, then I don't think it would make sense for any of the other ones to be like, oh, this is the GT universe, this is the Xenoverse universe, this is the whatever, you know, etc. Right,
0: but from everything they've shown us, that doesn't stop the 23rd removed timeline in Universe 7 from being the GT timeline. Like, we've set up so many variations now that I feel like, how far do we escalate this? Because you could always say this going forward. Like, how do we get more than the devil himself? Oh, I guess we get aliens. How do we get more than alien? We get the strongest alien. How do we get more than aliens? We get a bioengineered crazy thing. How do we get more than that? We get a demonic creation. How do we get more than that? We get gods. So it's always escalating higher and higher. But how do you escalate higher than Multiple versions of the highest escalation. Like I'm starting to not buy it anymore.
2: Yeah. No. I. Yeah. By the yeah, way, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on earlier, b- before we got too much into the Omni King, um, since we are talking about the gods and we were talking about Beerus. Okay. So I love Beerus. Battle of Gods is my favorite Dragon Ball movie.
0: Just... I see. Where you, go. you like Battle of Gods, Beerus. The the super Beerus
2: is been, has been an up and down character for me. I agree. Be- um, because I talked I, lo- I talked a lot about that in Super. In that they kind of took some of his playfulness away a little bit, and they've replaced it, um, like, first of all, that little ennui he had with Goku never went anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, you see him getting angry about the fact, like, you know, oh, okay, is he upset that no one's as strong as him? But then that never comes back. And then... That's
0: been Super's problem the entire time. Oh,
2: yeah, and and then in this arc, okay, look, I, I can totally play into the idea that the gods are incompetent. Like I'm actually okay with that, and and the idea that in this arc, one of the jokes is that Beerus sucks at his job a little bit, um, but it's, it's getting a little frustrating that we have this character who was so, so, like, one of the best parts about him was that he could be wildly immature and yet flawlessly cool at the drop of a hat, just kind of consistently being competent. It's kind of taken away from that character for me. And what we're getting out of it is just not good enough. And then you and I, Mike, uh, will come to heads on, uh, come to blows on this as much as we have to. But okay. the, the food jokes, um, they they were really funny in Battle of Gods. They were pulled off pretty well at the beginning of Super. Getting a little old.
3: Um, they are getting a little stale. I don't know.
2: I, I just I wish I wish like if we're gonna do more food jokes, it's like okay, how uh, how much more can you just talk about how delicious these different types of foods are?
3: Yeah, they need to do something different.
0: I guess, but I feel like maybe they did do something different. It wasn't during the arc itself. It was during the the first episode after that with uh, everyone trying to get their wish in. Like, oh, oh it was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was the backdrop oh, for yeah, more yeah. hilarity. By the way, I love
2: that episode, and I love the fact that Beerus is like, no, blows it up. Stop that. <laughs> Stop <stomach."> it. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I'll i say regarding that, um, I, I, like, I still like Beerus in terms of personality. He's still yeah. very fun and entertaining. I think my only criticism is I, I don't like that he is full on, like, just, eh, whatever, when it comes to, like, doing his job and, like, bending the rules or whatever. He's just like, oh, don't do and that. That's, and that's why, uh, that's why
2: him being a, like, that's why I really, really didn't want him to be a main character in Super. It's like, okay, this character, really? oh, really, really. The idea that he keeps coming back and sticking around, no, he was awful in Resurrection F. Get him out of here. He's taking away from all these other characters. Like, I hated him in Resurrection F because it's like, oh hey, cool. There's a guy right over there who can just end this in a moment Just stop this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. and and it's like, look, you can find a million reasons to keep these characters not involved in this situation. So stop involving them. They don't need to be here. I love Beerus, but the more you, we, the more we get of him, the less endearing he becomes, mm-hmm. and the more he takes away from other characters' abilities to do things.
0: I agree with you, except Koichi Yamadera. <laughs> oh yeah, you. Yeah,
2: Agreed. No, I, there, I, Jason I, Douglas in the English version is yeah. killing that voice too. But I just cannot. I can't get over it.
1: No, I, I I do mostly agree. I I think that for like the the arcs that he was around for, like the Battle of Gods adaptation, obviously, and then the Universe Six versus Seven stuff, and anything with Shampa, because the two of them together are hysterical. For this arc, I think it would have been happy if 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 Beerus took a backseat, Weiss being involved. I think. And him most, mostly just, like, educating them on certain things, I think, would have been acceptable. But Beerus, I think, should have just been fucking taking a nap or something during this one. But nonetheless, uh, I still st- I st- I st- love still Although, uh, know. in, in contrast, that
2: scene with Zamas, though.
1: Oh, yeah, oh yes. Yeah. You know what? That, oh, that yeah. deep I
0: cannot
2: deny oh. that. Oh, yeah, no, cause when I know. Because when I saw that part, I'm um, like, he, he goes into Hit Goku, and then Beerus is just there. There's, you don't see him move. He's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. get he's wrecked, like, hey, get Fucked up. Goodbye. I,
0: mean, I think I speak for everyone when I say, can we please get that oven mitt officially released? Like, we need this in our life.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's some merch for your 30 uh, plus audience. <laughs> I
0: know. Uh, right? Oh, my yeah. God. We have to start. We're going on almost two hours here. But Scott, you brought up something about characters and what is their relevance here and what should we be doing with them? I feel like a character that should have been important here and was introduced and then they kind of stopped using him. My boy Jocko. If we're going to talk about time manipulation being a crime... The gods have a problem with it. The Galactic Patrol has a problem with it. Why isn't he around? Like, they've dropped Jocko. I was so excited to get Jocko in here, and I had... I I was... I was on the fence about it because how do you introduce him, expecting us to all know and understand that he was a friend back then, but we've never seen him? Why didn't he ever show up before to warn anyone about anything? Why well, was now the right time? All right, he's here now. Let's move forward with him. But they just dropped Jocko like a bad habit, and I feel like he should have had more to say or do in this arc.
2: And that, and largely, that is that that comes down to the biggest villain of Dragon Ball, the writing. Yeah, <laughs> um, currently. Okay, um, God, I know we're going on two hours, but there's another thing that I really would love to bring up about I'm, the I'm writing. okay with it.
0: Like, I'm not going anywhere. Let's okay. keep going.
2: Gohan.
0: Uh, oh, do you want to have that discussion? They, they, uh, uh. they, okay, Gohan is a character that I am fully willing to let have his family. It, it, was it that scene that wasn't in the manga where Gohan's like, please, Piccolo, help me. I want to, like, uh, be responsible. Why and would then, you have
2: that? And then yeah. instantly put him on the bus. It's yeah. like, and and then, and then Universal survival, Universal survival Arc. Guess who's up front and center with everybody else?
0: But isn't this part for the course just like Toriyama is like, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're in. I don't know. That's not a good thing. <laughs> I oh, No, I agree it's not a good thing. Um, but I feel like we've been through this song and dance before. And, and so we got to just tango here.
2: What I What they were so close to doing is that, um like it'd be great be, to be if gohan's just like oh yeah by the way all those conferences i was going off to i was actually <laughs> like all i don't right. care i don't care what right. have, i don't care what they have to do but if he comes back and impresses everybody is like look dad you're gonna die some like I I, I I i and here's the thing i don't care which way the direction they go i just want them to pick
0: one and go with it just yeah I, <laughs> I see that
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah i will say though i
1: gohan's like basically his one episode in this arc i did, did I, enjoy that. The, I, do, yeah, I do think yeah. that i i think that 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 limited I actually it was funny i just saw uh, kyle a. bear uh like yesterday from the time that we we're recording this and uh he's you know as he started recording for the dub for super of course that's nothing wrong with saying that by this point point. and he's still like yeah i hope like i get to do anything like interesting because people have been telling me he's not going to do a whole lot and i was telling him in terms of action not so much but you are going to have a lot of fun cute like, family-type stuff with, like, little Baby Pan and Videl, and, and I haven't told him about the—I did, I didn't think to tell him about this episode in, in, in this arc, but that is one that I think is—I uh, think that, that was a good limited use of Gohan for this arc. Uh, I liked what they what they did. That's with a that.
0: good again emotionally satisfying episode. I, I think for the voice actors as well, both on Japanese and in the international side of things, to be able to get inside the heads of these characters, that's got to be fun and rewarding. And you
3: almost feel like Trunks is acting as a proxy for the audience in that Absolutely. episode. Yes,
2: and that and, and that's what kills me all the more. It's like, oh, uh, you literally had an episode where they were looking you in the eyes and saying, "Accept this." This is yeah. it. I think
3: that's
0: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right, but but Scott, like we were saying, they did the exact opposite previously, where they're like, no, I'm actually going to ask for help to help you protect everyone. What, yeah. Like, oh, make up your mind. I agree. Like,
3: I I don't care, but I also want them to Does make it up their matter? Mind. That's always been Gohan's predicament. I know oh, always. I know. Since day one. That's what So I'm why seeing. are we surprised? I'm not surprised. <laughs> that's the problem. Okay. Is that I'm not
2: surprised. Oh. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's not it's not Gohan's character it's the writing dictating that. Yeah. If the, if it were go if it were Gohan being like oh, I want to fight but I have to be a family man, but I want to be there but I have to look after my grand or my my daughter. No, it's oh I want to do this. Um I have a family, but I and, and then I want to fight. Oh, but I have a family. It, it, it it's not it's the it's Toei doing that. It's not Gohan and that's the yeah. thing that's killing me. So, but we'll see. We'll see how, like, the Universal Survival arc, I think, is going to be the, like, if this is not good, then I don't know what to do. Hey, this might be the end.
1: Yeah. It might be the last thing in Super, so.
0: I don't know. know. I'm I'm skeptical. That's speculation stuff. Let's, let's stick to this arc
3: itself.
2: No, that's fair. We're getting a new opening. Yeah, Yeah. we are. Yeah, that's true. That's true. By an Enka singer. I'm excited to see how this goes. So, I'm (laughs)
3: disappointed that the next arc is already a tournament- You know, I am like really, really bummed.
2: If we can can have a slight, small conversation about that coming up, this could be really cool if they don't do it in the traditional style.
3: I concur on that yeah. one. Yeah. Please these yeah. be different, you guys? What, what,
2: no, what I'm hoping, and this this is complete fan wankery, but what I'm hoping is that it's a G Gundam style of tournament.
3: I don't. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, that oh style. okay. Oh, so, he he
1: he means the war, The entire all of the
2: plane of existence is the battleground, more or
3: less. Yes,
1: <laughs> and, and
2: basically, no I, wa- I want I wanted to be like a, like the Omni King sits back and goes, "Okay, all of you have to fight. I don't care how. I don't care where. I don't care if you kill each other." you're all gonna have to fight
0: dance puppets
2: i want i want this to be you have the entire these universes are your playground find each other and fight
0: oh so it's a game of hide and seek in addition to fighting
2: um well here's the thing if if you don't fight you lose and your universe is gone
3: meets battle royale Yeah,
2: yeah yeah a battle yes dragon battle royale
0: you know, I feel like I didn't want this. To, I've, I've said this. I didn't want the next arc to be the tournament because we just came off of a tournament and I wanted something in between. So what I'm kind of hoping for out of this arc, I don't know if it's going this way. I want something like the Cell arc where it started going this way and then it took a turn and went this way. And we know the external editorial factors that brought it that way. That's probably not going to be the case here because Toei probably outlined exactly what they wanted for this at this point in Super's success story. They probably know where they want to go, but I want a Edge of your seat, haphazard writing style. We're going this way. We're zagging. We're zigging. Who
3: knows where this is going to go? That sounds like that would piss off fans royally based on what we saw with uh, this previous arc. Not me, though. (laughs) I was just going to say, my fear is that we lose the great character building we saw in the last arc. Yeah. And we just go back to fight, 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 fight,
0: fight, fight, Yeah, but
2: again, the good thing about that is uh, like if... I don't I do not believe at this point that we're going to get a traditional tournament style. If we do Anchor, I, yeah. I I maybe they'll find a way to, you know. I love the idea that this starts off the traditional tournament format and then goes off the rails one way or the other.
0: <laughs> Super's going off the rails one way or the other. Yes, it is.
2: Um, but you can definitely have really good character moments. You as long as the story is written well enough to allow for them. Like, because while The uh, Universe 6 tournament, um, definitely, like, we got to see little shades of character development, especially with Vegeta um, here and there. If they just go balls to the wall and allow the characters to really take center stage, like, you could have really good moments. I mean, I'm not looking forward to to a traditional tournament either. I feel like we just had one, even though the uh, Goku Black arc was so long.
0: I don't think we're going to get that, because if we get that, we have hundreds of characters to deal with, and yeah. they can't possibly show that.
2: Exactly. It, exactly. So we'll see. Um, it's it's exciting, though. The The stakes are really high, Like, and that's what I wanted. I was like, oh, good, good. They found a way to really make this, like, who? It, it really matters who wins. <laughs>
1: Here's here's a here's a couple things to consider, and actually I think that this is a good way to to kind of wind things down now. Agreed. We have now basically <laughs> I, I have at the time of recording this I have not recorded the uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon review curb log, but as far as I'm concerned, we have started the year off with breaking the record of the longest curb log ever. So thank yeah. you guys. I wonder for that we, first of all. I wonder if this oh, yeah. is
0: my longest topic too. I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. Probably oh no, not.
1: I think you've done longer pod. You, you
0: might have done longer podcasts but longest single topic. I don't know. Oh
1: yeah, this might be. Uh, well, uh, nonetheless. Um, a couple things to consider as we're wrapping this up and, and kind of transitioning into the next arc. For one thing, uh, and again, because the, we're recording this on, uh, just to blow the lid off, we're recording this on December 17th. So as of this time, we, have, we are only seeing a preview of uh, what appears to be some kind of arc that involves Hit being sent on an assassination job after Goku.
0: It, yeah, it, it's not an arc. It's a two-episode thing. But are, are you oh, okay. asking okay. if this is going to lead into anything? I don't think so, but...
2: Ditto.
1: Well, it, it may it may not lead directly into it, but I think I think it's fair to say that Hit will most likely be involved in that arc.
0: He's been too much of a fan favorite, yeah,
1: yeah. So I think that that having him introduced for a little bit of this thing here, uh, not so much as a preview for what's to come in terms of the story, but just in terms of his involvement, because I'm sure that he'll be like a you know some kind of important fixture in that. Oh uh,
0: yeah, th- I, these episodes are definitely hey, just so you know, remember all these characters were coming back, except oh, ex- except for Arale. Because in the end, it's gonna be a Raleigh versus Zeno. Let's just make this clear, right? Oh, of now. course,
1: of, of uh, 100%. Next, I the basketball battle. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you hear that, screw attack? Get on that shit. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I think I think that is something that I, I think will be fun to look forward to because we'll we'll still have a little bit of time uh to relax before we jump right into this. But more on point in terms of uh of the arc itself, I think the bottom line is that more or less, and and by and large, between the last two major arcs that we've been talking about for well over half a year now in these discussion curve blogs, I think that the staff have proven themselves. I really did enjoy the tournament a lot. I it was fun, and, and we you know we talked extensively about that. If you guys haven't heard our discussion on that, and you know, again, even with our complaints and and some of the flaws and some of the things that could have been executed better, I think overall this was it. This just made it really exciting to follow it episode to episode. This I, I think I even said this about uh, when I was talking about the Pokemon, excuse me, X and Y anime, but. it it is exciting to like be into on a week to week basis. Like, Oh shit, it's the new episode. Oh, I'm so excited. Like it feels really, really good to be invested and not like dreading like, Oh, this is probably not going to be that great. Or uh, I don't know if this is going to be all that good. And you know, the fact that like, again, even with, with, you know, the, the complaints that we've had that have been totally fair and, and more or less justified. I think, uh, I think the fact that like the, the, majority takeaway from our experience with this was this was really cool this is a very enjoyable experience with these characters and I'm excited about what's going to happen next. Like, there is a lot more to look forward to after this. And I, and I you know what? At the end of the day, that's probably what that's always, that is what the goal is uh, in terms of doing the show and bringing this back again and et cetera. And you know what? They're doing their job. They're getting us. And we're getting a lot of fun out of it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you go back to that opening comment from Toriyama, as transparent as this arc was from the beginning of Yo, dog, we're bringing back a fan favorite character and aren't you excited? You know what? I actually was excited the entire time and I did have a lot of problems with it the entire run through, but I did have fun and I did enjoy myself and it felt good to have fun.
2: And that's why in our our Super Special, we were kind of rough on a lot of it, but at the end we're like, Super's not a bad series it's you know it's just got a lot of complications
0: it's so cliche but isn't it better than the sum of its parts yeah
2: it's got yeah oh wholeheartedly because its highs are sh- like i am i am the highs in super and and i'm gonna be that guy over here i've enjoyed more than the highs of gt just that mm-hmm. that that, <laughs> that if we had to use gt as a measuring stick sorry super's already gotten a couple of better like Fuck yeah! Moments out of me. So, at, at, if you have to, if we had to use a comparison, I'm enjoying it more. And I, I'm looking forward to tonight's episode. And I'm looking forward to the next arc, and I'm just, I'm so happy that at the very least we're getting that, despite all
3: the complaints I've had. It's an exciting time to be a fan right now. Heck yeah.
2: M- Mary,
1: Mary, as the world's biggest Trunks fan, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I-, I actually am curious for your thoughts, uh, finally. Uh, like, just just overall. I,
3: I am still, even it, even though the fact that it's over, I'm still in disbelief it happened. Yeah, total pie in the sky, it would be nice to have Trunks do something again someday in a non-video game setting and the fact that it happened i'm still just like <gasps> pinch me pinch me did this really happen it did oh my god this actually happened and it was wholly satisfying just like every angle that it touched on both personality wise action wise um repercussions and the whole nine yards it's anything that i would bitch about at this point is just nitpicky because i am just beside myself with how everything turned out it Was tremendous.
1: Well, you, well, you know what? In in the wake of this, you can never forget the fact that uh, you know you can you can slap on the PS4 and uh, go back to Time Patrol Trunks being a nerd and being like, "Hey, I'm teaching a class." If uh, yes, you know, no, no pressure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> He'll always be there for you. I know. And For you and
0: no one else. Yep.
1: My God. Well, guys, uh, thanks for breaking a record right out of the fucking gate with this new year. Uh, I, I owe you guys very much. Um, this was uh, this was a long time coming and uh, it was it was certainly a, a challenge getting everybody uh, you know coordinated, but I'm very glad it was you guys in particular who are all with us. Mary, thank you for joining us for the first.
3: Oh, time. Oh, it was a pleasure. Oh my goodness, it, it, it was like the fastest uh, two hours talking about. No yeah, offense, right? no <laughs> offense, Mike. Maybe I, I don't know what it is, but it went by really fast. Uh, it's Scott.
1: Well, well, you, oh, well um, I, I see how it is. Well, you're you're welcome to come back if uh, if and when we we eventually do a uh, survival arc at some point down the line as well. Yeah, and. Um, yeah. Uh, so, guys, I guess that's gonna wrap us up. So, before we sign out, um, you know, please, as always, plug the usual things that you got going on in your lives. Scott, by this point, uh, it'll be after the release of the legendary pain in your asshole, which we're still in the middle of working <laughs> on of that. But uh, 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 so, but please, you, you, you first. Uh,
2: uh, thank you so much for having me on. Um, honestly, this this whole subject, this whole to- like. This whole topic was something that I love to talk about. I mean, I love to talk about Dragon Ball in general, but the Goku Black arc is such a very different arc from the rest of Dragon Ball. So to be able to deconstruct it and really go into what made it work and what made it not work, I thank you. And especially with you guys. There's nobody else I'd rather Aww, have this conversation shucks. Um, here's, here's 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, you have Another no idea. I, I, I actually, I got like five and a half hours of sleep last night. I could have slept in today, but I was like, no, I want to do this. Let's go do this. So first of all, I'm really glad that I was actually uh, cognizant enough to have these conversations and awake enough. But second, I'm really glad I got to do this. Um, so thank you. Uh, after this, um, I'm going to go watch Rogue One and then uh, cry myself to sleep as I work on Broly. <laughs> um. well, well,
1: I mean, of course, by this point, hopefully it is done and out, and I hope everybody loves it and enjoys it. Uh, and, uh, of course, by this point, you have also finished uh, D.B. Sember, which uh, was a, a top 24 I, villains, I still can't believe Monster well.
2: Carrot took number one.
0: <laughs> Dude, my God.
1: Uh, I, 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 it really is a spot that he deserved. Of course. Good choice. Um but uh usual plugs for the Team Four Star stuff please please.
0: Scott's from Team Four Star.
1: Why? I have done a voice too.
2: It's not not a big deal.
1: Are you the are you to, are you are you Are you Mirai
2: Torankasu? <laughs> I, I am Mirai Torankasu. Uh, I am Kyo-sama. I am Zabon.
1: <laughs> Plug your plug your goddamn channel and website and everything I've got. I am
2: from yeah. Team Four Star. Go to team4star.com or Team Four Star on YouTube to watch our Dragon Ball parodies, a Hellsing Ultimate parody. We also have a gaming channel called TFS Gaming. And uh, please enjoy.
1: Uh, Mike and Mary. Well, I mean, actually, Mary, you have more of your own thing going on, so I'll save you for last again because you would a bomb. Uh, Michael. Podcast site, please. Yes. I beg
0: of you. We are the site. Again, I'm going on to year 19 here. We're 11 years into the podcast as well. The podcast isn't quite weekly, but for the most part, we try to stick to that weekly schedule as much as possible. Uh, kan you is for folks. Me, Mike, Heath, Julian, and Jake, you see us online. We're always talking about Dragon Ball. We love Dragon Ball. Uh, We are the source we want you to come to, to learn everything there is to learn about the series. We do that through news. We do that through translations. We do that through archival material. Mary, at several points during this episode, you have turned around and looked at these bookshelves, turned around and looked back at me, turned around and looked at that (laughs) bookshelf, turned around and looked at me again. Have
3: I? I'm doing it unconsciously.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Choices in life that I have made were not the
3: best. I'm looking behind me. I made a terrible mistake. This is impressive. (laughs) Oh my god! This is just
0: Konzenchu East headquarters. This doesn't account for everything that Heath has somewhere in his (laughs) Midwest Midwest headquarters. Man, we really do strive to be the best archive for Dragon Ball material. Uh and quite honestly, I'm I'm really egotistical about it. I think we live up to that. Yes. Above and beyond. Look, um, and by
2: the way, there's a guy who makes who basically heads Dragon Ball Z abridged. Yeah, no, there's no other Dragon Ball site on the ever that covers Dragon Ball as extensively and professionally as these guys. Like there is you might you might see some other say an island. Whatever. No, fuck them. Consent you. go there. It's the best. <laughs>
0: Look, I'm not going to shit talk other places in particular, but I'll I'll, I'll, I'll talk us in particular. (laughs) No, it's not just me. It's a collaborative effort among the four of us uh, and our community of which Chris and Scott are, of course, a part of. I really think Mm -hmm. what we have to offer is just above and beyond. Uh, people have said to me they want a kanzenchu. There was there was a zenshu for insert X Y Z show. Here. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that oh, makes yeah. me the happiest man on the planet. I mean, also being married to Mary is great and stuff too. Aww. But I'll leave it there. Zenshu, k a n z n s h u dot com. Uh, you're listening to us either on Chris or on me or somewhere, but that's our website. Um, yep. There's a podcast. <laughs> this <There's> a- <laughs> <laughs>
2: ah, no,
3: uh, funny. Blah, blah. Uh,
2: By the way, get that wiki finished and save the rest of us. I know. Seriously,
3: <laughs> could you tell Toei to stop making new things? So maybe we yeah,
2: after that. Oh, my could you? God. Could
3: you maybe make this your full time job? If like oh there's money involved,
2: I, I swear to God, oh my God. you know, have you? Okay, I'm. You know, I'll talk about that later. But yeah, you guys are amazing. Thank
1: you. Yes, pl- please. If you if you're a big Dragon Ball fan and you've not paid a visit to Zenshu, there is so much to love and enjoy. Uh, you know, not the least of which is the podcast, the uh, the press archive, which is a new feature, which is fantastic. If you love looking at old uh, video game and anime magazines about the early days of when Dragon Ball was coming out over here, uh, there's lyrics to every song in existence. There's an awesome, extensive home video guide. There's all sorts of cool articles. It is absolutely worth uh, checking out if you haven't already. I plug it every time we do one of these, but I, I can't say enough. All right, that's
3: enough about me. Talk about Mary. You will here. you will lose days of your life yeah. just like reading. Mary, you
1: are, you are truly the be- the best, the, the, the greatest greatest man among
0: us <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> whoa, 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 Hold up here.
3: I don't know that I signed up for this. <laughs> I kick your ass, Mike, regularly, like, um, twice uh, a week during uh, my classes and Mike like, is a good champ in... Uh comes to group fitness classes that i teach on the side oh
1: shit yeah i didn't know that well that's awesome yeah. well, so, well tell us about about your aside from from being a bad a badass ass. character in real life i guess uh what t- tell us about uh, temple trunks the, the new iteration of temple trunks and, and what you be doing these sure. days? sure
3: i mean things have been admittedly very quiet since the arc ended and i'm very ashamed i have not been able to come up with any fun content but uh hit up on Twitter, Temple of Trunks. You can also find uh, similar name, I believe. Where have I got it running? Um, what the hell is it called? That Tumblr. Instagram that Tumblr. Instagram thing. That Instagram thing. Oh, that Instagram thing. Oh, Tumblr. Uh, there's also Temple but I have zero intention of updating that thing. I want to treat it like a time capsule. I also don't remember my login, so I cannot get in. You're <laughs> hosting your website. I know you why. host my website. That is a, that's not relevant. I want to pretend like I can't get in there ever You're, again. Women's. Yeah. I, I pretty much treat my Twitter account as if I were still half my age. So if you go on it and you see the way I write, it's how 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 did I feel when I used to update my website? I am playing a character. It's a persona (laughs) like that really Trunks obsessed person comes out in the form of Twitter. And it's it's for comedy. It's for entertainment. It's probably 60 percent me, 40 percent imaginary teenage girl. Who's like buried somewhere?
2: It is kind of funny because, heck, I don't, I I don't have anything even quite as specific as you do, and uh, the stuff that I have to do on social media is also kind of a character. It's interesting, Mm -hmm. isn't it?
3: This Uh, is something about it. Yeah,
2: I, I actually want to give uh, this.
1: That this is going on a little bit further, but I want to give a a particular shout out to you about this. Uh, On the original Temple of Trunks website, if I am not mistaken, I believe Mary was the first person to chronicle on the internet. Uh, voice samples of the Harmony Gold dub Absolutely. of the Dragon Ball movies from before Funimation was doing yeah. the show. And those of you who have who have ever seen the now four with, yes, five uh, coming soon, uh, did you know voice acting trivia videos that I've done uh, about just Dragon Ball characters at this point? Um, all of the material about the Harmony Gold dub was more or less uh, chronicled by uh, by Mary uh, and the, the the clips that she had put up, I, by that by now people have put up like you know the entire dubs of those on like YouTube right, or right. whatever. But nonetheless, For the time. I yeah. learned about them. Yeah, I, I I learned about them at the time from her, and also it's hilarious because as you guys have talked about recently on the podcast, the. Um, Southeast Asian dub coming out on Toonami Asia uh, around the same time as the uh, North American version with the, the proper Funimation can, can we cast.
0: Do, oh my God, can we do a uh, podcast about that? Absolutely. Uh,
1: okay. Probably at some, some point. Oh yeah. I, I, I demand <laughs> I to be on that <laughs> one. Yeah. I, I I I would love to do that. I just point, want to interject I'm, before uh, Mary
0: finishes wrapping up herself, t- just talking about the Harmony uh-huh. Gold dub and documentation of it uh-huh. for the time. Uh, Chris, you mentioned the press archive on ConsentU. As I've been going back and and transcribing old articles. I'm 99% certain that they were using your site as a reference <gasps> in some of the articles they were talking about and not crediting where they got the inter- information can you, from.
3: You'll have to point me I to will. that later. I will, I will. I don't think I gave oh, myself shit. enough credit for that. No, like, you, I was, you, got a,
0: you got an honorary K-Zone subscription, didn't you?
3: For your uh, site. It was for my site, but yeah, I'm talking yeah. about Harmony Gold specifically. No, I, I don't know. think, I mean, I can look back on it and be like, yeah, right place at the right time. Yeah. But I can also say, holy crap. Rap. Like, yeah, my, my site was a goofy fangirl site with, like, stupid jokes and poor grammar, but, oh my god, Harmony Gold clips? Yeah. Damn, that that's a cool thing to have left an imprint on.
1: It, it's funny, too, because uh, of the fact that, I, as, you know, it's been revealed that Bang Zoom is doing the that, that alternate dub, so I'm pretty sure, I don't know for certain, but I, I, I'll say I would not be surprised if actors that were in the Harmony Gold dub, because that's in California— uh, are also going to be in this, which is like, oh god, this is going to be some really fucking weird alternate universe that be where crazy? Dragon Ball was done in in L.A. instead of Canada and eventually Texas, and I'm like, this is weird. So, but thank you for for that because that was uh, a lot of help oh, on, on the trivia welcome. side of things. So. Blood? Um and you know what I will say one thing. This last is the longest really post credit I've ever seen. This <laughs> I know, like I know, one giant I know. I know uh, there Good God. Ah! Um well I mean we're past the fucking limit, so who gives a shit? I anyway. got a ghost. I'll <laughs> say that um well, then, no. then, then leave. I don't even care what you do, whatever. You don't love me anymore anyway. Um you all you love is Broly. <laughs> fucking, uh Okay, so so that this is gonna be coming out, hopefully, most likely, uh on Tuesday, the third of January. This upcoming weekend on the 7th of January will be, as Chris Sabat has declared, Dragon Ball Day, as both Dragon Ball Kai, The Final Chapters, and Dragon Ball Super will be premiering on Toonami in North America uh, with the Funimation cast, as, you know, they should be. Um, and, uh, I, I'm going to put forward at some point, probably after the fucking holiday mess has finished up, uh, Mike and I, uh, want to do a, a podcast slash Kerblot topic that will be about the core themes of Dragon Ball as a whole. Oh yeah, I uh, agreed to so that, we'll, didn't I? Yeah, so we'll be doing that at some point. Uh, I, I've been wanting to actually do, like, pitch that to you for a while, and I thought that this would be the most appropriate time to do it. Uh, so look forward to that. It's kind of a, a little mini Dragon Ball week, and there's a lot of Great anime shit happening. There's like a billion anime movies in theaters right now between Sailor Moon and One Piece and Your Name and Yu-Gi-Oh for fuck's sake and Dragon Ball is back on TV. And God, I'm 12 again and fuck it, whatever. That's it, everybody. Thank you for listening to all two hours of this. You're all lovely.
0: Chris, we're almost at two and a half. We'll see what it comes out to.
1: G- Jesus H Christ. Um. Uh, so in the comments below, as we're finally wrapping things up. Uh, leave your thoughts, uh, hopes, dreams, aspirations, as I'm stealing from your podcast, Mike, um, about the Future Trunks slash Goku Black slash Zamasu, whatever you want to call it, these last 20 or so episodes of uh, of Dragon Ball Super Uh, Your thoughts, your opinions, your agreements, disagreements, anything that maybe we possibly didn't cover, uh, which would be a feat of science if we didn't already talk about it at some point. Um, Yeah, let us know your thoughts. Uh, I'm curious to see them. Uh, Maybe Mike and myself or otherwise may or may not respond to some or check them out. Who knows? Uh, But, yeah, let us know. And uh, I guess, however long from now, we will eventually see you again, hopefully at some point in 2017, depending how long it's going to be, uh, to do the uh, Universal Survival Dragon Ball Super arc discussion or something later on. So look forward to that. Uh, thank you all. Please support the official release as you have the ability to in many, many, many ways. And that's it. Everybody, thank you. And we will catch you all next time.
0: Thanks to Chris for helping arrange it. And of course, thanks to Mary as well. Hope you enjoyed that review. Would love to get your feedback on it. Did we forget something? We probably forgot something. But when you get the four of us together, uh, we can just chat and chat and chat. And there's probably no end to the discussion. If Scott didn't have to go, if we didn't all have to pee, we probably could have kept talking for at least another hour on the subject. So again, that was our full review of the Future Trunks arc of Dragon Ball Super. Of course, we will have a review of the Universe Survival arc when that comes to an end. Who knows how long that's going to be, but we will get to that in due time. So what is on tap for Cons and Shoes podcast in 2017? Well, we've already recorded next week's episode. The first week of every year or the last week of every year, we like to do our recap of the major news stories from the year and our check-in on what predictions we made last year, see how well we did and then make new predictions for the new year. Uh that was the plan, but unfortunately, Unfortunately we've, I mean, it's that time of year, the holidays, it's hard to arrange. Everyone seems to come down with something around this time of year. So that is still coming. Look for that probably mid January. That is not an episode to miss. We love doing that every year. So our annual predictions episode is still on tap for this month in January, but next week's episode, Chris is actually coming back. He grabbed me for another topic that he wanted to do for his channel. Uh, And I thought it was an appropriate topic, something I wanted to cover here. And uh, I love, love, love long form discussions. And it really feels like when you get us together, we just cannot shut up. So it makes sense to have a podcast episode for that as well. Next week on the show, it's just Chris and myself. We will be talking about the major themes in Dragon Ball, spoilers. We talk a lot about how fucking arrogant the characters in the series are. How arrogance is a major theme of the series. There's some other positive stuff in there as well. Uh, that's well over an hour. I think the raw recording was like an hour and a half. So we have some great long-form discussions. If that's what you like, I hope it is what you like because that's what we enjoy. We enjoy long-form discussions long-form documentation, extreme research. Nothing is changing about ConsentU in 2017. We're going to keep doing what we enjoy doing, what we hope we think, what you tell us we do well. That's what we're going to keep doing into the new year. If you haven't already checked it out, maybe you're listening to this episode on SoundCloud, some of the other places that we put the podcast up. Earlier in December, we did have a bonus episode that did not make it to some of those other platforms. And that was on purpose, mostly for copyright reasons, but also as a little extra way to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Because if you're a subscriber to the show, it was already delivered to your feed, whether you use iTunes. Or maybe Google Music Play, whatever that service is. I don't remember. Sorry. There was a new episode, The Story of Battle Point Unlimited. You don't have to subscribe. You could just go to the website, just head on over to the podcast page. You can listen right there on the page. You can download an MP3, transfer it to your phone. I encourage that. My commute's an hour each way to work. I enjoy podcasts like no one else. That's what I do, whether it's on the road, at the gym, maybe at work podcasts are a wonderful thing. Take them with you, whether you subscribe or just manually drag them over. So in addition to next week's episode coming your way, if you haven't also checked out the story of battle point unlimited bonus episode in the feed on the podcast page at cons that's podcast plans right now in terms of larger website plans. Uh, normally Heath and I like to do a little state of the cons Maybe we'll do that when we get to our predictions episode, uh, talk about some of the major projects in store for the year. Some of the things we would like to accomplish other than that, I'm going to let you go. I mean, it's been a long episode. I hope you enjoyed the topic. We had a hell of a time recording it. Uh, I had a hell of a time editing it. So for Chris, for Scott, for Mary, and then for the rest of the buds here at KonZenshu, for Heath, Julian, and Jake, I uh, am Mike, sometimes Vegito EX, always Mike, www.kanzenshuu.com dot com. is KonZenshu. It has been a pleasure. Have a lovely week, lovely month, lovely year. Talk to you next time.